You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue on our coverage of Australian Survivor Season 4. Another big, big, big week it has been in the world of Australian Survivor. Lots to talk about. And as always, you don't want to hear me talk about Australian Survivor. You want to hear an expert talk about Australian Survivor. Somebody who played the game. Somebody who a year ago was the star of our screens. We loved him then. We love him now. And you love him so much that even when I was interviewing other Australian Survivor contestants, you didn't give a shit about them because you just wanted to hear about this guy again. <laughs> I do, of course, speak of Season 3 contestant, Mr. Craig Janssen. Craig... Welcome back to the Oz Network. Hey guys. Hey Ben. Thanks Hello. for having me back, babe. You're it's most what, welcome. What a pleasure this is. It's a pleasure to have you back. It's, it's been too oh, long. It's been what? Oh, it's been too long. Four months? Too long. <laughs> oh, I think so. I just, like, just, I mean, there's so much Survivor on our TV now, which for fans is absolutely fantastic, but to... I mean, no, we need to chat more. What is this about? I know, right? You didn't love me anymore. No, uh, there's, a, there's a period there I didn't. Uh, you know, Andrew and I had a thing. Uh, then Phoebe came oh, along. Um, oh, of course. So, oh, no. yeah. That bitch gets into everything, so don't worry about it, I understand. She stole my idol too, so, um, <laughs> you know, left to America with it, and here we are. So, it's, that's why that's why I'm back here. But, uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, God, there's been so much Survivor between, you know, the US one ending, then we had New Zealand Survivor, now we're here, and we're about to start the US Survivor again. I mean, yeah. we, we literally haven't stopped talking about Survivor, I feel, all year. I mean, as you said, for the fans, though, it's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, fantastic. It's a bloody... I mean, honestly, yes, sometimes I think um, it, 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 it could possibly be a fan overload because they don't know which one to focus on. And, you know, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to you, so you understand. When you get into a season, you focus on that season and focus on everything. So to pull yourself away, um, you know halfway through to try to watch two seasons you get caught up because even though it's like fantastic you do love to focus on a season and analyze it play it mock it criticize it what could be done better what is what would you do that sort of thing so but hey the more survivor on my tv the more i love it and it's fantastic and it must be it's something that I've been finding a lot from your cast in particular about how you've gone from last season, obviously, as I mentioned, sort of being the centre of attention. You know, you guys are the ones that are on screen. People are talking about you and your game and what's happening. And now here yeah. you are sort of being able to digest it a little bit now because you are the ones previously to this season. So how, how have you found watching Survivor, particularly Australian Survivor, now having played this game? Um, I'm actually personally loving this season um i think production stepped it up i think i don't recall there's probably what a handful of challenges those guys have done which i've seen before which is even better they're pulling some stuff out of nowhere for survivor which is great i didn't like i did not like the what football brawl challenge like mm-hmm. the basketball mixed with the football kick like give me a break i mean that was a big australian twist which i just went Bleh. but um <laughs> but other than that i'm loving it i think they're doing great and they've they, you know casting and everything learned from us and learned from our third season or first season whichever way you want to put it and have stepped it up with the game players and the players in this season and they are doing brilliantly well, here's an honest question for you. It's one I haven't really, I think, posed to any of your cast. And I, I know you're going to be completely honest with me, Craig, because you're a very honest person. Would you say Naturally. that this season is better than your season? 
No. No. <laughs> I, think, I think in the sense of game players and the cast our season of Survivors should have, absolutely. Um, I think all these guys went out there with more of an understanding of what they were doing, more of an understanding of what to expect mainly, and the willingness to play. Like I think we had a lot of players that were just happy to be there um, which cost us the, the the players that wanted to play, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't say that they're a better season. I would say that they're matching us. Um, and, you know, I can't wait to see season three. The thing that I am finding with this season now is that it started off fantastically. Uh, I think just the way everything started, the, the week when we had the three episodes, I think it was just doing yep. so well. And, I'm personally finding it a little bit ragged at this point, particularly with these twists. And I, I think we're getting these, I feel, a lot more... They're coming in quick succession, whereas your season, yep. I felt they maybe spread them out a little bit more. Oh, so yeah. I'm hoping that now, because I think we're up to where you guys had on your season with the amount of non-elimination episodes. I mean, correct me if yep. we're due for another one. I'm not sure. But I think we're yep. done with them now, are we not? Which I hope we are, because I'm like... Particularly after Sunday night, which we're obviously going to talk to you about with the mutiny episode, it, it's it's it, it's just frustrating as a Survivor fan to have to have these episodes. So, I, oh. I, do you feel the same, or are you got a different outlook on that? No, absolutely. Like um, I remember watching. I think it's happened very little in the US season, but those episodes where they went to tribal and you were expecting something to happen and it didn't happen, you were annoyed. Like you felt cheated in a sense like you felt that something you didn't get something being a viewer um i sort of feel that australian survivor is trying to get their own niche like they're taking lessons from the u.s and bringing it to the forefront and then adding their own spin to it but these whole twists at tribal went after everyone's you know battled it out at camp, battled it out at tribal, and then Jonathan pulls out at the last minute, by the way, I've got a twist for you. I think that's what Australian Survivor is trying to bring into their own element to create their own style of Survivor or their own show of Survivor. So, yeah. I I sort of avoided a bit of social media this week when it came to sort of live tweeting and things like that. But one thing I did notice from when I did go through and read the comments and uh, particularly on the Facebook, Survivor Australia Facebook page and, and the Instagram account, that this is what the fans are also starting to really vent their frustrations with are just these wasted episodes. Because I think that there's a way of doing an episode with no vote and then there's a way of like doing it poorly. Yeah. I think the one we had the other yeah. week with the whole extra twist, you know, when Ziggy went away. It was terrible at yep. the time, but I think they kind of did well enough to cover that with the, the swap the next episode. This yeah. time around this week, I, I just don't... I, I think it was just so poorly done. I want to start off with the negatives first in this episode here, yeah, Craig, before on, we obviously on. talk about a lot of the other stuff. I, I just feel it was so poorly done because I, I wasn't expecting it this to happen again so quickly. And just the way they, they did this twist, you've got two tribes going to tribal council. You're expecting it's going to be a merge. We were at the same point last year. We basically had the merge. It's like, okay, here's the merge. Nope, we've got mutiny. Nope, one person. And then there you go. And then it just, I don't know. That Sunday night's episode just made me so mad. So mad. I'm so glad I wasn't live tweeting during that episode because I don't know what I would have said. I mean, how did you feel at least about Sunday night's episode overall, just with the, the way it ended? 
Yeah, pretty much sort of the same in a sense. Um, I was getting built up for an amazing tribal because I thought we're going to have a fantastic tribal. There's going to be a showdown, you know. Um, Luke's going to go ballistic. Odette's going to throw it out there. All that sort of sh- all that sort of stuff. Like who's going to do what? Like what the hell? You know, the whole battle between that they they advertise about Sarah and Luke. Like that's that's yeah. what I expected. And then to turn around at last minute and go, oh, we're chucking in a mutiny. I mean, I enjoy mutiny, but at the same time, not in that situation. That's yeah, not where you right. have a mutiny. Like, pull a mutiny out when... How they did the tribe swap this year, the, the two person, like, the two, vote two out and then bring everyone else in and say, okay, you need to vote two people out... It's like they're mixing two components that they could do at two separate times and putting them together. Like, have a situation where you bring everyone to the beach and they think they're going to have a challenge or something and then go, well, actually, no, we're doing a swap, but you two, you guys pick two people and you pick two people and we're swapping. Um, and then the whole mutiny thing, I love that. I love that Cook Islands twist. I love that Cook Islands thing where they got to the, the challenge and said, right, we're going to have a mutiny. You've got five seconds to step off your mat. Time starts now. Bang, bang. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. That's a mutiny. Not sitting there and going, who wants to save themselves from the vote? That's what I took from our mutiny on Sunday night. was wasn't who wants to mutiny. It was... Do any of you feel like you're going to go? Because we're giving you a bit of a lifeline. And to me, it just it just spoils people's games. It just spoils stuff. And yes, you know, the repercussion of that is the ones that are left in the turmoil. It shows how much of a player they are because they've got to pick up their game and do all these sorts of things to stay in, which we saw, which was still, to me, fantastic. But it just doesn't fit on the Saturday night episode um, they shouldn't have called it a mutiny. They should have tried to think of something else besides a mutiny. But I know they picked the word mutiny because it's been used before in the game of Survivor. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said. And I think the issue that they've got, it's not necessarily that the twists are bad. It's the implementation of the twist. Like, you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, mm. Cook Island's mutiny was iconic. Um, yeah. And why not just bring them to the beat? You don't need to go to tribal to do that. That That's done no. for for TV factor. And yes, I know, it is a yes. TV show. Of course, it's a TV yeah, show. At the end course. of the day, that's what they need to worry about. But at the same time, we got a great comment a couple of weeks ago where one of our listeners said, they've got a great thing here. They're just unsure of what to do with it. And like kind of yeah. as you were saying they seem to be going out of their way to try and make our version unique, which, okay, I understand that. But at the same time, Survivor fans are kind of, you know, we like what we like. It's kind of, you don't want to tweak with it too much. Um, And it's like, you know, the whole, the Ziggy twist that we had, the Ziggy twist, we can call it that now, but the the whole situation with Ziggy, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the twist as such and the idol. No, not at all. You just don't go to Trump and, oh, this is the biggest twist ever, we've got to vote this in, oh, dramatic music. Like, it just, do you think a lot of that comes down to the 26 episodes that they basically have to be able to stretch this out multi-night so they kind of just have to find ways to do this? Yeah, pretty sure. I think I, I, I 100% agree with you in the sense of the episodes. Like, I mean, just think of Australian TV. Like, mm. majority of our seasons of shows on Australian TV go for two to four episodes a week, 
You know what I mean? And to simply think that they're putting in a show that majority, well, every other season, I'm pretty sure in the other countries and everything, are one episode a week. But they're trying to get their ratings. I mean, it's Australian TV. What else do we expect? But I agree with you 100%. Tribal council is tribal council. You don't go there unless you're slitting someone's throat. So use those twists in another aspect. Throw the spanner in the works at other times because it still adjusts it. Use those twists to cause even bigger turmoil at tribal. Like, how about you throw in those twists after a challenge before they go to tribal to cause so much more chaos? Because that would, it would go ballistic. They think that just, you know, setting people on the beach after something like, like a night after that is turmoil. No, no, no. Have turmoil and then have a challenge, lose a challenge, let them do something, throw in a twist and see how much scatter there is. You know what I mean? It's just, they've got all these ideas that when I believe they put the pieces together, it's going to actually be brilliant. And that's where I still think that Australian survivor is learning and um, I love them and, you know, keep going because the elements that they're putting into the in the cauldron are fantastic. They're still just working out when to chuck it, chuck them into the boiling water. You know what I mean? So- yeah, completely agree. And I, I had somebody tweeting me after I, I, I simply tweeted out saying, you know, this is why our version can't live up to the US version because we quit, keep throwing in these twists that are unnecessary. And then I got into kind of, you know, a conversation with somebody on Twitter about it. And then they were basically thinking that I absolutely hated this season. I, I, I don't hate on it. I, and even if I dislike a season, I'm a Survivor fan. I'm going to watch it no matter what yeah, of course. the season is. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, you summed it up well. They're, they're, still, they're still getting their feet. I think that, you know, it's, it's definitely something that if they keep tweaking with this and they keep up to it, then it's really going to be, you know, I mean, yeah. particularly with the US seasons, the way they've been recently, I think they've got something here that they can really, really do well. It's the, keeping the fans. I mean, the US, people in the US are loving it. Uh, a lot of people in other countries are loving it too. Yeah, so absolutely. It, it's, it's not like it's failing on that part, but you can see the frustrations from a lot of the, the super fans online. Uh, you know, the quote, Survivor Media. I'm trying to put myself in an yeah. important basket there, Craig. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, again, I, I'm no, not no. here to say I hate the show. I don't hate the show. I love the show. It's just, I think no, that they've got, they've got work that they can still iron the, the bugs out and then we're going to have a great, great show. I agree with you. Um, I've had communication with fans from all over the world, some places that have shocked me that these people are actually watching it. And yes, they're obviously watching it in their own way, but... To get, you know, Facebook messages or Instagram messages from people that I never even thought would understand English, for one, um, that are (laughs) watching it and loving it and all that. That just shows you how powerful this show is. And, yeah, absolutely agree. They're fine-tuning it. And, I mean, you have to compare it. I mean, the U.S. are up to what? What are we up to? Season Uh, season 5. Yeah. So they've had 35 seasons to twig this, you know. We've had two. So we've got so much in the basket to play with um, that they're just going, what else can we do to do all this stuff? And where, you know, if we put that back on the US, they took four, three, three seasons to do their first sort of a twist. Yeah. And then after that, it was see- like a couple of seasons before they, they kept a mode of, survivor until they did anything it's only lately 
you know, very, very recently in the last, like, five, maybe ten seasons that they've done this sort of play, and they still haven't done it in the extent that we've done it. So that's why I take my hat off to Australia, because they're going hardcore. They're just still finding their feet, which is great, because hopefully this means that, I mean, gosh, can you imagine Australian Survivor at, you know, in a couple of years' time? Holy crap, it's going to be brutal. It's it's definitely exciting. And also, too, that uh, as you're mentioning, sort of with how the US season, you know, how it took... And there was nothing to compare, of course, back then, too. I mean, it's no different if you actually go back and watch the earlier seasons. If you introduce a show to somebody who's only watched the last 10 seasons and they've never seen yeah. Borneo, they've never seen Australian yeah. Outback, it's, it's a completely different show. and It's completely, completely yeah. And us purists are always going to hang on to that because we've been there since day one. But it's, it's yeah. as I've always said with Survivor, you know, the purists can have hold on to how it was. We know how it Absolutely. was. But at the same time, you can't have a TV show on air for 17 years no. and not change it. I mean, no. you know, do, do you want to have the same show? It's, it's impossible and it has to adapt to the landscape. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that give it a few years' time and we, we could really just have an absolute... And it's great to have this in Australian reality TV landscape that we're not just fucking building houses and singing songs and, you know, cooking shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. It's about time, don't you think? Like Absolutely. We've had cooking and building and renovating and singing for... 10 years plus this is the first time we've done something like this and oh not the first time i obviously tell you you know tell a lie but yeah that that they've given it more of a chance than than channel nine or channel seven did with their version which is fantastic i literally watched i think i was flicking channels the other day and they had uh was it hell's kitchen that channel seven one on I saw five minutes of it and the dramatic music and the tension around somebody burning the lamb and they had to redo the lamb. It's like, oh no, I've burnt the lamb. They're yelling at me. I have to do this again. I'm so tense. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) And people watch that. I mean, come on. People don't just watch it. People are obsessed with it. Okay. Oh God. Why? Why, Craig? (laughs) Anyway, we're not here to talk about that shit. We're here to talk about Survivor. Now, we've got the negative stuff out of the way, I feel. So, I mean, I mean... In general, the, the whole sort of thing that was billed this week, as you sort of brought up, you know, Luke versus Sarah, um, you know, it was kind of coming to a bit of a head. And, and one thing I'll say is that it was very entertaining, the stuff that we did get throughout Sunday night's episode, them kind of at loggerheads. And then I love the whole situation when um, poor Tara's kind of caught in the middle and just so confused. It's like, no, we're, we're voting for... No, we're not. We're voting for Peter. They just had no idea what the hell was going on. And then yeah. it seemed to come completely full circle in last night's episode where it's like, oh, we're all better again. Let's vote out a debt. How, yeah. how on earth did, did you read all this? How do you feel this, this came about? And do you think that everything that basically went down that led up to the debt vote was the, the right way of doing it? I'm lumping a big question into you straight away here no Craig, that's okay but, uh, I, I mean think, it was interesting I personally, I personally think it was fantastic viewing of a tribe in turmoil and then in a, tr- a tribe looking at each other and going shit look at our numbers think about where we're going we need to stop fighting amongst ourselves and join together and move forward which they did the episode on Sunday night I think Obviously, Pete being the what was classed as the easy vote was the easy vote. They didn't have to think the rest of them. But then Sarah thinking her front game and the game she's playing and Luke thinking his game and Tara playing her game, Tara was more about the whole... I think Tara thought 
and still does think, well, not maybe now, but did on Sunday night, was thinking, shit, if Pete goes, I'm the only other random here besides original Asaga. So I'm probably going to be the next one to go. So that's why I think she was worried because she was getting told stuff and she thought she was getting played. So that's why she was going and checking it out with other people. And that's why when, you know, Jericho said to her, no, this is what we're doing. She's like, no, like, are you serious? Like you can see the turmoil on her face. Like she's playing the whole, okay, Jericho, are you just stupid? Or are you actually telling me what is happening and I'm the one that's been left out of the loop? Mm. That's the whole shit. I mean, that's Survivor. So what you saw from Tara on Sunday night was what, you know, the turmoil is. And then obviously Sunday night happened and they went back. Go to Monday night. That was brilliant, I think. I think we didn't see a lot of communication due to editing because it would have given the vote away too much. But I actually think when they got back and Odette went, I'm going to collect firewood, the four of them sat down and said, look, and Sarah brought out, need to vote out Odette. All of them had a discussion at that moment of why, when, who, why, what the hell is going on and said, yes, let's do it. And then Jericho going and talking to her and Sarah going and talking to her was just to throw her off the trail, just to throw her off the game. And that's that. That's what I thought that they were doing, and that's what I thought. I was a bit uncertain, but I did have an inkling to think when she was lying down and Jericho talked to her that I thought, oh, my God, I actually think they're targeting Odette. And mm. I got more of a stronger feeling of that through Tribal and Bob's your uncle. It's so rare, and we can maybe think of an example or two, perhaps, if it's happened before. For for people who are so against each other one moment, as in, you know, power players like Sarah and Luke, to then find a way to come back to kind of get back into, into touch with each other and, and work together, because it seems like they're all in harmony now. I mean, I know it's only one vote, and we're about to go oh, into a yeah. merge, so obviously it can Absolutely. change at a dime, but... Can you think of any other examples off the top of your head where we've had people who were so against each other one point to literally the next tribal council? Where, I mean, I, I can't think of any off the top I of my head, Craig. I can't think either, which is another fantastic tick in the box of the first time on Survivor and it's Australian yeah. Survivor. Like, I can't. I can't think of that. That's why I was nervous. I was nervous Sarah was going to go. I'm just telling you now, on, on, on Monday night, I was nervous she was going to go because I'm loving her game and I love her and I think she's amazing. So... I was freaked. I was freaking out, like going, no, this chick can't go now. It's about to be the merge. Like, I can't wait to see her in that individual game. I'm shocked. I was absolutely shocked. That's why I'm actually, that's, I'm, I, I'm just as gobsmacked as you, Ben, is how, that's why I pre, like thought about the conversations they must have had and what they must have talked about to bring the four of them together and looking at their confessionals and going, you know what? They actually did they were smart enough to sit down as a foursome and go, I know that you wanted me out. I know that I wanted you out. I know that we are divided. I don't know you're two and we're two, but like, let's look at this situation. Do you want to go further? Do you want to make tomorrow? We need to pick a similar target. We need to not cause rifts because we're about to enter into a situation where there's a possibility of what, is it eight? Are they going up again? Is it eight? Yeah, eight on Samatau. Yeah, yeah. We're possibly going up against eight people. 
So we need to be four strong to walk into that situation to set off some atom bombs to survive. Otherwise, literally, the four of us are going to be the next four to go. Simple as that. Do you feel, had Pete not mutinied, that that vote would have gone down and had last night? Do you think if Pete was there that Adet still goes home? Or do you feel, though, that it's going to be Luke or Sarah at that point? Well, I don't know, because I don't know. Was there an ultimatum to the mutiny? I don't like think there was. Them, if, if none of them stood up and mutinied, was there was there an ultimatum? Or was it just pushed? Like, that's what I couldn't work out either, Ben. Like, I was going, um, if none of them stand up and mutiny, do we vote then? Like, I didn't grasp that part. I was wondering I was wondering if none of Asanga did. Did they then put the offer up to Summertow? I, I don't know. I mean, because it, it's... it's nah. That's I mean, that's bullshit. That would have been a, that would have been underlying bullshit. You couldn't you couldn't do that. You can't do no. Nah, that's that's would, that's that's under rules of survival. That's not the game. That's yeah. Well, it's, it's a good point you make about what would have happened because yeah. Well, I don't think it was explicitly said. Um, and I think that the difference that I found, obviously, like as you were saying, how they kind of went for this mutiny. That you know, we obviously had. Uh, successfully done in Cook Islands. It was offered in uh, Thailand, was it not? And uh, it was mm-hmm. offered in Pearl Islands, but never shown. Mm-hmm. Was there another season? I'm pretty sure there was another post-Cook Island season where it was at least offered, was it not? I can't... The top... We're going to have so many people listening to this right now, Craig, going, ah! They'll, they'll message us. Oh, I know. Um, just wait till the comments roll in and go, oh yeah. my God, you two dickhead super fans, you don't remember this? <laughs> I mean, I don't Happens remember it being offered in Pearl Islands. Oh, I mean, it, well, it, well, it was it was never shown. Island. It was it was it's long been confirmed through uh, like commentary on the DVD, and we've, a few of the people we've had on the show. Have God, I might have to too. chat to Rhino. And yeah, see what R- he R- says. I was about to mention Rhino will explain it to you. I'm pretty sure he was okay. the one who went into detail on our show about it. But um, my, the thing with, that I found interesting with this offer, and like when you brought up Cook Islands before, when they were on the beach, Propes, what on that point he just said, "Yep, mutiny." No one had any time to talk. So Candace and John, no, Jonathan Penn just which did. Is perfect. This time That's they were mutiny. discussing, weren't they? Yeah, like, how does yeah. that work? That doesn't. I, that's why I couldn't grasp. That's why I was like, "We've literally gone." That was when I went, oh, "For God's sake, do we just go to tribal for a mutiny?" That's 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 not how a mutiny works. Like a mutiny is the shock of the person jumping. Where I don't think this was a shock because you're offering pretty much a mutiny where there is a significant one person that is clear, ready to go because they believe they're on the bottom. So I understand, you know, fan comments and everything saying that this was a lifeline thrown to Pete. But it was that wasn't a mutiny it wasn't a mutiny yeah it's not the state of a mutiny and it wasn't set up like a mutiny it was set up as a it was they called it a mutiny but it was more of a who doesn't want to be voted out tonight feel free to walk over to the other side and particularly given that they went through the ringer of tribal council and let's be honest it was a great tribal council uh you know with the whispering and the, the everything i mean that was fantastic and had there been a vote out like if imagine let's picture that episode as luke getting blindsided i mean that was an epic episode after an epic tribal council but it just it fizzled out so that's I think, what i mean yeah i think the way and because particularly obviously with summertown watching the tribal as well so they're really getting in this and wasn't it a debt at one point was like we don't need to be talking like this they're literally sitting over there watching us right now so pretty i mean much, it was it was interesting much. how they were so open with that knowing that summer tower were watching as well but yeah but that's what that's what i mean there was too much elements in there to have such a build-up of the Sarah versus Luke to then have Samatao sitting there and watching to then throw in the mutiny. It gave too many elements of a good tribal 
and it dissolved a lot. Like, just simply letting those guys walk in there at the six that they were and battling it out, that would have been a good tribal. Yeah, completely That would have been a fantastic tribal, and that's what I was excited about. To have Samatau there, yeah, that's cool. They can hear everything, but still let them battle it out. To throw the mutiny in dissolves a lot. Like, it just... It just took away it all. You know what? You've got a bit of comparisons here too with Cook Islands. They're going into this merge now. We've obviously got this Asanga 4. You know, sort of you mm-hmm. could compare that to say what the Rotu 4. Uh, yeah. The Rotu 4? I'm thinking the Rotu 4. Yeah, right, it's the right, Rotu right 4. Uh, obviously, that was so iconic in terms of they had just lost somebody from mutiny and then they obviously banded together to this yeah. real underdog story. And you've obviously got a lot of comparisons here looking at the numbers at least coming into a merge with 8 versus 4. You know, was it Samoa that had a similar situation? Uh, Token Chains, I think, from memory, had a similar situation. Yeah. The numbers were so yeah. stacked against them in terms of yeah. the, the tribe. I think the only difference with this, though, is because they've changed tribes so many times, it's almost hard to remember who was originally on who because, you know, Pete seemed to get pretty much welcomed with open arms for coming back to Summertow, which, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, it hasn't been a big, a big day spell in between when he was last there anyway. But, I mean, you know, when Candace and Penner swapped on Cook Islands, I don't think they were quite welcomed with... I mean, again, different circumstances. I think Candace probably was, but Penner wasn't. They no. were like, Penner, what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? But Candace was. But at the same time, she was butchered after that. Like, she... That's the whole thing about the mutiny as well. Like, a, the whole point of that mutiny was the other tribe got to choose who went to exile. So, they continuously, obviously, picked Candace to punish her for her decision, where... Is there going to be some sort of twist like that? Like, is Pete going to be punished for the decision he made? Who they knows? They didn't seem to care, though, really, the... did they? There wasn't, like, such a backlash that I was thinking. Like, no. Sarah at the tribal was like, I'm screwed now. But, yeah. I mean, the, what we saw last night, I don't really think, was there any backlash? It was kind of mentioned no. at the beginning. Tribal, no. uh, challenge. Yeah, that's it. Cool. All right. That was done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting that. But, I mean, I think sort of moving forward at this point, and obviously we'll sort of, you know, tie this into the merge. And just looking at these four Asanga members now heading into the merge, on Tara, she's hated by the fans out there. Nobody likes Tara in the fan community. I want to know your thoughts on her because I've, I've always kind of just been in the middle with Tara. I mean, I don't love her. I don't dislike her. I can see why she annoys the fans, but I also think she's playing okay. She's got awareness um, but I just, where does she fit into this game? Because she's really the one person who, to me, is almost like the rag doll who's just been taken from one side to another, and she just, she doesn't seem to firmly lock in with anyone, except for her weirdly love obsession with Lockie. Well, exactly. So, oh my God, Tara, I have seen some of that fan hate for Tara and it's actually shocked me. Like I've gone, Oh my God. Like they were the same to you. I've been avoiding Twitter and comments and stuff for the season. Then randomly jump on there and I read these things and I just was like, Oh my God, where's this coming from? <laughs> like just because of her reactions, just because of the state of mind that she's in, like, come on, give the, give the chick a break because it's intense. And like, it's intense. Hello, like, when you go to vote someone out and they don't go or they're saved or whatever. Yeah, I've been in that situation before. So, <laughs> I understand the mind frame of a player when you don't less necessarily want to play with someone and you plan to get rid of them and they get saved. I understand that. So, I understand that point of view she's coming from. And then, 
at the moment, she's playing to like survive. Um, you know, she is she. People might say she's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but at the same time, she subtly slips stuff. Like whether she does it deliberately or not, she's stirring the pot. She keeps the pot stirring. She keeps her components and the people who are above her um, paranoid because that makes them cause other plans. And whether she's doing it deliberately or just simply because she's doing it, who cares? She's doing it. Like, she's still there. Are you serious? She's still there. So kudos to her. I think she's getting a lot of slack for her game. I don't know why. I think it's maybe because of just her, you know, I think a lot of people think she's very hypocritical just in the way she'll come across. Like, when she was in control on Summer Tower with Lockie and then kind of yeah. and all that went against her, you know, she went from one moment kind of gloating about stuff to all of a sudden be like, oh, it's unfair that you do this. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of what I get is that a lot of people didn't like the way she felt hypocritical about things and that she... You can look. I think that she's a, a great character for reality TV because she. You need someone like her that the fans are always going to, you know, go off on yeah, about. Absolutely. But um, I think that's generally what I feel the fans don't necessarily like about her. Yeah, I agree, and that's what I think too. Is that um, you know some of her reactions to stuff. But honestly, being a player, I know what it's like to react out there. I know what um, you can do, and you know the fans are going to have their opinion. And bless the fans and have that opinion because you make things so much better. Um, but at the same time, the fans need to understand that you're reactional out there. You can be happy one minute and then someone moves your bed or moves the fire or moves a twig in the fire or kicks over your bottle of water and you can go <laughs> absolutely ballistic. So I understand. But Do you think she can win? Me. Do you think Tara can win? No. I don't think she can. Oh, it depends who she sits next to, to tell you the truth. Um, I think if she did make it to the end, her game would have to be that she's gone from one to the other. She's been voted out. She's had to survive. I mean, she got voted out of Summer Tower. She's had to survive a, um, a saga. And then she comes back to the merge. She's in the lower numbers. She's either had to integrate back with Lockie and Annalise, that sort of alliance. Um, if she can do that and pull it through and then end up at the end with someone that people don't like or whatever, I think she's got a chance. So, I mean, she's had to battle. She's had to battle since she went out because you need to remember that the other guys, like the Asaga guys or, you know, whatever, didn't see that side of her in the beginning when she thought she was top dog and um, Amy got kicked out and she went ballistic. Like, they didn't see that. So they have no idea she did that. It's the viewers that know that. So mm. the viewers are watching with that aspect where when you're in the game, you have no idea. So you don't know to think of that. So that's a benefit to her still in the game. And with AK gone, it's only really Tessa that she kind of had a bit of an issue with over in Original Summer Tower, <laughs> isn't it? So, I mean... Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And, I mean, you know, we, the sad thing, we'll get to Summer Tower, the sad thing with Tessa is that really since all that began, we, we haven't really seen a whole lot of her, but... Uh, no, exactly. We'll get to her. Now, just, I, keep I, mean, going, I keep thinking, God, is Tessa still there? Yeah. She went on day 12. Oh, no, that's right. She didn't go. <laughs> We've like, lost um, Ben and Adette now, so Tessa's the yes. new Benedette character. <laughs> pretty much. Um, pretty much. You mentioning about, like, you know, getting your bottle of water spilled or things like that that can stir the pot. I mean, I had somebody describe Jericho as maybe one of the strangest contestants who have ever played this game. Because 
I don't even know how to read Jericho. I mean, he's nah. getting cookie alliances. He's pissed off that people get voted out, so he's tipping shit over. And then next thing, he's like in the middle of Tara and Luke. And then he's found himself kind of as a right-hand man to Luke. And, like, yeah. he, is, he is one interesting guy. I mean, what, what's your what's your take on Jericho where he's sitting right now heading into the merge? Oh, my God. I think Jericho, um, besides being a little cutie, is the fact <laughs> that he exactly that. Um, I was at the beginning thinking, what is this boy doing? Like, you know, but at the same time, he's come into this game with, you know, his Christian background and his beliefs and everything. And he entered this game going, you know what? I have my beliefs at home. I'm entering this going to be ruthless. And I, I don't know. He It's like he, he is in... I sometimes I think, okay, cool, he's in the crowd, he's in the group, and then, like, especially in the last couple of episodes, Luke's made decisions without him, and I've gone, oh, wow, he's not actually that necessarily tight with Jericho, like, he's happy to lie to him, so, and Jericho just does his thing, but then they bring him back in, and he goes and slays, like, goes and lies to someone to make sure that things happen. I think he's got his head screwed on. I think Jericho is actually one to watch, because he is underestimated, I think, because the only time he's ever severely put himself out there in a challenge was Monday night. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you've done it once. That's fine. You're trying to save your tribe. That can, is what it can be looked at. You're trying to survive, you know, save your minority numbers, be, and that's where you held in. But, I mean, for God's sake, like, who wants to hold a rope for bloody two hours against an <laughs> Olympian, for Christ's sakes? But... Um, <laughs> That that's what I think about Jericho is just I'm I'm watching him I'm watching him closely um, because he is exactly what you described and he interests me because he makes a decision on a dime but at the same time when he makes a decision he dives in head first and it's like he's planned it out and he also likes his revenge and he's playing his own game like Cookie Saga, Mark Fire Burnout, like all that sort of stuff. He's he's doing his own thing, but at the same time at some points doesn't seem to be knowing what's going on, but that survivor. Na- name's never been brought up, I don't think for a vote. He's never had a vote against no, him. No, never. never. I think been there's target, I, think has he? I, I was thinking about this last night. There's there's only two people that haven't been brought up which I think or put d- Oh, maybe I'm talking shit, but yeah, I, 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 that, I there was someone other. I can't even think now. But Jericho, exactly, exactly that. I thought last night. Wow, he's never been considered. Oh, Jared, mm. Jericho and Jared have never been considered, never been brought up, never been put down, never been nothing. So we've got two people. Not that the others, there's other people in the game that have been um, put down, but. Other people in the game have been considered. Major- all of them have, I think, at this point. But Jared has never been considered to be put down or never... And no one's looked at him and gone, shit, I'm scared of Jared. We need to think about him. And Jericho is exactly the same. So it's the two people left in 12 that have not been thought about. Yeah, it's a good point with Jared because he he was one that stood out for me this week, particularly with the conversation that was happening on Summer Tower with kind of, you know, this this push against Henry, and then who was the other one that they were pushing against? Um, oh, um, can't even remember at this stage, but um, just he was in that conversation. And yeah. a lot of people were like, oh, he's not getting an edit. I think, like, 
Christy didn't get an edit for a large portion no. of your season. So exactly. it's 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 a tough read on that. Um and yeah, Jared is I think Dez was talking up Jared a couple of weeks ago when we had Dez on the show. And um yeah, he's I mean he's one I definitely feel like I, I definitely get you there with Jericho, but yeah, same with, with Jared. He's he's definitely an interesting guy that um, you know, this merge I mean as always, the first episode of the merge is always going to, you know, possibly set the standard for what we're going to see. Yeah, of course, absolutely. but um, you know, th- that's it's interesting that you bring Jared's name into that conversation. These are the two guys, the two J's, Double J, yeah. uh, that they're there, and maybe they can be there to pick up the pieces once everybody's taken each other out. Well, I mean, that's exactly like if you read Jared's bio, he talks about how you know I'm the you know skinny Asian guy with long hair that doesn't look like he can do anything or last a week, and. That's what I think is a massive benefit. He is does look like he's not going to be able to do anything, but going into this merge and going into the challenges that now twist with the merge are the fact that anyone can win these challenges that we're going into, and I think we're going to see a bit more of Jared, but at the same time, that's why he's not getting targeted, yeah. because he doesn't look like he can do anything. That's why he's using his brain, and... I can see he's dancing on things. Like, there's things that you, you see a Jared where he's like, I don't want, you know, um, I don't want Ben to go because I've been, you know, swaying with him and trying to get him close. I want, you know, Michelle to go, that sort of thing. So he's playing, but then it gets to a point where he backs off. He doesn't doesn't fight for his point. He lets things happen. So, in a sense... He's losing control in a, in a bit because it's like he doesn't have that extra power to sway something to get his way subtly to get numbers, subtly get numbers. But you can see that he's not sitting there doing nothing. He's not a crew. He's not a goat. That's what I'm saying. Jared's not yeah. a goat. Jared's, Jared's playing. And we're just not seeing enough. And same as Jericho, we're just not seeing enough of them as an audience to fully grasp that aspect. Now, just with the, the remaining two Sanger ones uh, that obviously we've talked slightly there about Sarah and obviously with, with Luke, I mean, you know, we've had this big rivalry that seems to be ironed over now and they're besties again. I, I mean, I, I personally feel that's not going to last when it comes no, now into a situation. No, uh, no way. Sarah, Sarah, like, you, you brought it up. I, I'm loving Sarah too. I think Sarah started off really underrated. You saw those hints of game plan. She's really coming, you know, out of the skin here. And Luke, look gotten into trouble with my comments on Luke clearly in the past couple of weeks but uh, I mean one thing I've said about Luke is I've you know I'm definitely appreciating his gameplay right now I I was one of the many who underestimated him at the beginning and he's a player of this game there's no question about that so I mean Luke and Sarah uh, let's lump them in together what's kind of your viewpoint on them moving forward now into the merge Oh, I absolutely think uh, Sarah's going to slit his throat. Like, Luke's going into that merge with a target on his back. Um, Unfortunately, love him and hate him. Um, I think, personally, if I was on the island with Luke, sorry, mate, I love you, but I think I would bloody get pissed off with him um, just simply because I'd be like, oh, my God, you're driving me up the wall. And, I mean, I thought I would drive people up the wall, but he would drive me up the wall. Um... (laughs) And just, uh, you know, he's been making every move that's gone the way he wants. And there's that arrogance coming in, which I don't like. But um, I think Sarah's going to sit his throat. I think she just made a move to make sure she wasn't the one going home instead of Odette. And she's going to move. She's going to swim. As soon as they hit group of people, 
Yeah, I reckon I reckon in the next couple of episodes, Luke, the the king, as they're calling him, is going to be dethroned. He's I I mean look, I think he can win, but I think they're mainly setting him up for a blindside. I just that's the, yeah. the feel I get with his edit. I've been thinking there, but I I have honestly thought they've been setting him up for a classic blindside for a number of weeks now. That's that's what it, I'm going. It's kind of like it was, the... I thought it was going to be this week. Well, so did I, actually. I thought Sunday night. That's, like, yeah. as I said, how good that be? To me, he's the, the extension of Andrew's edit in a way. Like, Andrew obviously <laughs> had his sort of, you know, I'm the kingpin, I'm this, I'm that. Uh, and obviously it didn't last that long, whereas Luke's has kind of been drawn out a little bit more, I yeah. feel. Um, yeah. And, and that's not to take away from Andrew as a player or Luke as a player. It's just, obviously, the perception that we... And look, believe me, if I'm playing Survivor, Craig, I am Luke and Andrew. I'm there in a confessional going, I'm in control. No one knows <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm running this game. And, of course, I'm yeah. going to get voted out the next fucking night. But um, one thing... Um, <laughs> one thing, too, like, uh, with Sarah is the fact that she knows, obviously, that Annalise has the idol. Yeah, And true. I don't... I mean, was everybody shared they had an idol last week. I, I feel Annalise did say that she had one or was she the one yeah. that kept it secret she did she no did she did so uh, okay. Henry came Henry came to Annalise and said that he after um, conversations happened he freaked out and went shit I've got to tell someone and I'm going to tell right. Annalise because I think she was the one that questioned him because she obviously had information from the saga so she played it very well so she scared him to the point where he sh- um, made him go crap she knows a little bit too much about me. I've got to win her over by telling her I've got this idol. So he, she went to do Zen on the beach or something. No, That's he right. said, she walked off and he chased yep. her and said, oh, do you want to come and do some yoga on the meditation on the beach? And she said, with his vast knowledge of yoga, which exactly. we clearly know is true. Uh, and <laughs> he went and she goes, oh, okay. And then, yeah, he sat down with her and then said, yeah, I've, I've actually got an idol and she made this decision to go, okay, cool. If he's just told me that he shared it with me, so I'm actually going to share it with him. And she did. Yeah. She told Henry, she's got an idol. And then I think they told Lockie. It's interesting with the idol situation is it? So we've got three, don't we out there with Henry's, um, Annalise and Ziggy's. So, uh, yeah, none of these Asunga guys have idols. No, exactly. We've got, um, yeah, Annalise and Henry with a normal one and Ziggy with a normal one plus the super. So, mm-hmm. which is a super one's weird because the super one you don't even need, as in the US, you don't need two normal yeah, idols to make the super yeah. idol. You've just yeah. got one already. So she can split hers. So in theory, Ziggy's got two. Is that uh, Which I, I think that was my only issue with that was that they should do it like the US one where you've got three options, play them separately or keep them together and save yourself after the vote. Because I think Pretty that... Much that makes it an interesting element to it because, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's a choice in that. But it's, yeah, she's essentially just got two idols now. That's, uh, one obviously is the power of the ultimate power of like Henry's going to play his idol. No, here you go. Knock you out. Um, yeah. so the, the one thing which I think is interesting with summer Tao, I kind of think it's almost got a bit of a Philippines vibe about the, this, about the fact that summer Tao, and this is weird saying this considering they were the tribe that were losing all the time at the beginning. I mean, they yeah, haven't been exactly. to tribal in what, three weeks now, yeah, four weeks yeah, since we watched it. So they're, they're almost like yeah. a, a tan dang heading into the merge, aren't they? Where we just haven't really seen them challenge. So this is where it's yeah. kind of fascinating looking at like Henry and, and, and Lockie and kind of people talking about them and their threats and everything. No one's being able to challenge that heading into this, which I mean, how, how is this going to play out? Cause like, I feel it's been a while. I mean, particularly like Lockie, I mean, Lockie was 
front and centre early on, on Summer Tower, before kind of his alliance obviously got taken down by AK, and then all that went down. But, I mean, like, where the hell is Lockie in this game? <laughs> Lockie went from being, like, Mr. Powerful, to all of a sudden he's just kind of there to get topless and show how gruff he is and give uh, Jonathan Apali an erection. I mean, and, and Tara <laughs> won too. I mean, I don't know what's happened to Lockie. <laughs> Seriously, Jonathan LaPaglia, like, honestly, God, watch him every week. Oh, he's oh, so buff, Lockie. Oh. so amazing. Lockie's the powerhouse of this tribe. Lockie's the powerhouse of the season. And it's like, um, how about you take a look to your left and you see a girl called Ziggy. Exactly. Who outperformed him continuously. So yep. how about you say Lockie's being outperformed by a chick? Oh, why? Yep. Because she's an Olympian? Oh, we can't bring that into it? Um, I'll just talk a few seconds about Ziggy and just say that I think, number one, she is absolutely and utterly stunning. Oh, yes. She is a beautiful, beautiful (laughs) woman. And, oh, my God, that woman, I can see it in her eyes. I know those eyes. I know that zone she goes into. I can do it myself. But she is a powerhouse. And that she is an ultimate endurance beast. She's trained in that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. she knows how to do it. And I've seen it. I know, like, I, I I, know where she goes. She can probably trump me. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why she's not getting... I just love how they're in a challenge. And yeah, Jonathan just goes, oh, Lockie's failing, but Ziggy hasn't flinched in, like, two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, Completely. she doesn't get mentioned. Like, hello, stop. Talking up the one and could you imagine if it was guy. like a male Olympian? Oh, oh God, like if, if Lockie was a bronze medalist in something, that would you know? make me sick. I'd be throwing stones at the TV and be like, "Shut up, Jonathan!" Like, and I, I, I don't sake. usually, I don't usually like playing that car, but I, I there's no, there's no denying it. Like I was the the other night because um, Lockie, like, was it which challenge was it? He went out so early. Was it the one where they're hanging on to the giant? Pyramid? The pyramid. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Went out he, was and... for, he was first down on the pyramid. Because that's I'm, the one I'm... where Jonathan Apollo's like, oh, Lockie, he's all, oh, what's going on here? Man. Even Lockie's failing. Lockie's failing. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, yeah, he was out in like three minutes. Like, come on now. <laughs> um, but then didn't give like kudos to like Pete or, you know, mm. Odette or, I mean, the ones that got it was Jericho and Ziggy because they stayed for two hours, but... Are you serious? Like, come on now, kudos. But the one I was amazed more about was the five kilos above your head, like Mm. holding the sandbag above your head for five kilos. Like, that's the one that shocked me a lot because um, I actually went to the gym and I do, like, I, I work out and stuff, but I was like, okay, five kilos, let's, let's go now. And I lifted it up and I went, um, okay, so either, and, and Lockie, I know you're probably listening to this if you're listening to it and you can abuse me later, but five kilos, come on, babe, like, <laughs> you must have not been eating a lot or your men- mental state was just screwed, I don't know, but I was just thinking, I actually thought when they said five kilos, I went, oh, is that it, like, <laughs> pump it up, like, how about you... Instead of five kilos a bag for every person, I, I thought it would have been that you hold your bag. You know the whole one from um, Panama 
Remember those mm. the ones on their knees where mm-hmm. they twisted it and they had to hold the barrel up yeah, and the yeah. barrel associated with their their weight, which American the U.S. version do all the time. Yeah, and it was so it was everyone was equal due to their body weight from when they started the game. That's what I thought that challenge should have been because point, then yeah. you would have seen the the craziness of that challenge. But just yeah. putting up the five kilos, I was like that just seems nothing really to me like, not nothing but i think like, there was okay. another another um one of the other podcasts actually i think on air did the challenge so the whole episode they had to like hold it up I yeah. it was quite clever um yeah. but um yeah it's one thing with ziggy um it's it's fascinating this this trend on australian survivor we're, we're a show that classifies this as season four obviously others classify yes. this as season two correct but in the entire history of Australian Survivor, you've got to look at, you know, each of the seasons. Season one, Rob Dixon, a professional yeah. football player. Yes. Season two, Guy Leach, a professional Ironman. Yes. Season three, Lee, runner-up, professional cricket player. Correct. Season four, Ziggy's got to make the top two. This is a trend on Australian Survivor. Is... The professional athlete gets to the end. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's what I mean. Like, they put... I mean, because obviously, Australia, we are a sporting nation and we love that sporting and that's what they, they've been chucking these people in there for. So that's what I mean by, well, not mean it, but I, I completely see what you're talking about. I completely see the same. I wasn't surprised to see Ziggy on there. Um, I'm glad that when they went for a female athlete oh this summer. Oh my around. God, so am I. Yeah. I mean, I love a power bitch and she is proving <laughs> hardcore and she's not just proving it like physically, she's proving it in... This sense of she's actually playing. You know what I mean? Completely like that's agree. what I Completely got. I thought agree. that she's okay. I'm sorry, Castle Dine. I love you long time, and I'll touch <laughs> your boobs soon. But she's not. And he's just holding. The, uh, yeah, she's not just physical. She's also game player. Like she Completely seems to agree. be a fan, and she wants to play, and she knows what she's doing. Yep, absolutely agree. And uh, look. I, I'm with you with everything you're saying. I was in love with her the day I first saw her and we did the preview episode with Andrew. I mean, she ticks all my boxes. She's beautiful. She's an athlete. She's an Olympian. Uh, you know, clearly out of my league because she's got like the most gorgeous boyfriend in the world and they're all in the water polo calendars because they're just gorgeous people. But yeah, absolutely. Like she's playing this game well as well. And I mean, I think kind of if you look at the athletes, again, no offense to Lee. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think Lee played better than some people give him credit for, but he was no... Ziggy's playing an ultimately or more rounded game than Lee obviously did to me. Guy Leach, well, you know, he got a lucky break by getting let in the game, you know, three days from the end. That was David Oldfield's season. And, I mean, I stand by the fact Rob Dixon is an extremely underrated player and should never be overlooked in terms of Australian Survivor history, but that's another story. But I think that, yeah, uh, Ziggy is is impressing the shit out of me. And um, I'm glad that she's getting more of an edit because early on we weren't seeing anything of Ziggy. No, I, I remember talking to some of them and, and going, uh, where the hell is Ziggy? Like, she didn't appear for like four, oh God, three weeks? Yeah, something like that. And I was like, yeah. where is this Olympian? Like, I, and that's what exactly the conversation we're having shocked me because I was like, they've got this Olympian that's in there that's ready to go and we could be using her and, and using the whole thing and the whole Olympian atmosphere and pulling those people and everything like that. And they're just not doing it. And I was like, where is she? But clearly, I think they brought her in. The first time that we actually really saw Ziggy was the disc holding, holding challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was when we first got to meet Ziggy. So, You know what I find fascinating about this whole trope about 
athletes doing well in Australian Survivor is is w- w- like as you said, sort of we've got a love of sport, but why are they never really perceived as threats based on there? I mean, on the American Survivor, it's, it's, it's always like, oh, we've got an NBA, an NFL player. Well, we've got to get rid of them. Clearly, yeah. they've got money, they've got success. Whereas, like. I mean, you were never on a tribe with Lee, but I mean, no. I know cricket's not exactly the most physical sport. No offence to cricketers, but <laughs> I mean, a water polo is a much more physical sport. Australian rules football, Ironman, they're all more physical sports than cricket. But like, why? Why do you feel that that's not something? Is that the Australian way that we just give people a go no matter what they are, rather than judge them on their profession? Yeah, I actually think it is, and that's what I'm actually really happy about. With us, because I was thinking this today. God, we're having the same thoughts, and it's weird. We're connected, maybe, Craig. We're maybe, connected. Maybe I'm having them because I knew I was going to talk to you. But <laughs> I was thinking about the same thing, but with Africa and Doctor Doctor Doctor. Oh, Carl uh, Blanchoni. Carl, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And thought Doctor Carl. Oh, he doesn't need the money. He's already got two Ferraris or whatever the hell they said about. <laughs> and then I thought, well, Tess is a doctor, and. Like, maybe, you know, she's only young, but maybe she hasn't got, you know, as much money as him or anything. But that, it never comes up. It never, never comes up. And it has never come up once that you've heard someone go, that person doesn't need the money. I need the money. They don't need the money. That's like, it's not come into it. And I think I personally love that about our season so because I. I it's not like, I mean, it's just, an, to me, that's another side of bitterness but at the same time it is a part of this game but it just doesn't seem to come up with us and i think that is an australian way and i think in australian survivor seasons it's because we look at them in more of that maybe that's where the mateship thing comes in oh don't use that word i'll use that m word on the show you can say whatever you want not in the sense not in the sense of the game physically yeah i know to me pissed me off but in the sense of if i can bond with you we can work together rather than looking at someone and going, who are you, how old you are, what's your occupation, how much do you earn, do I think you should be there, not playing with you. You know, like, especially this season, it's more about the, who are you, can I play with you, will you help me better my game, which... Which is, it's so interesting to see someone like Henry go over the top and like, Oh, I'm going to lie and say that. Which, I mean, I guess in a way you you can see it. It's more of a, I'm going to create a profession to make them connect with me. Whereas what Bianca last season was the opposite. Like, oh, I'm yeah. an accountant. I'm not, you exactly. know. Exactly. So it's kind of, it's the opposite on that level. But I love the fact that with the whole Henry's debacle, how we had this whole weird episode arc. It was like, oh, I think he's lying. I don't think he's a yoga teacher. Oh, well, well, yeah. like drama. But um, yeah, it's it's... That is a fascinating thing with Australian Survivor that it never plays into it. The, the job and like I, I, we've always, I think, on this show, kind of tried to be defenders, I guess, of the quote celebrity players because you know it's I, I can understand in a way how it would be hard to overlook someone like John Rocco who has a reputation, but like yeah. you know, you're all people going into the game, but in the game you're playing a game. And, yeah. like, if you sat around a table with five people and played Monopoly with them and you didn't know any of the background, then afterwards you found that one was a, I don't know, an ex-con, one was a politician. Like, you know, like, don't find out till afterwards. You're not going to think any differently when you're getting exactly. to know these people as people. So, I think it's good that we, as Australians, can try and find a way past it. I'm not trying to have diss Americans by saying, well, you do it wrong. It's just maybe different cultural ways we have about it. But, um, well, exactly. yeah, it's, it's an interesting way to look at that and something that, you know, it's, it's fascinating and a big difference, I think, in our version. I think I actually got a bit, an- not annoyed, but I sort of went, oh, Jonathan, get your foot out of your mouth, was in that disc challenge 
where Ziggy was holding the disc up with AK and he said something like the couch potato and the Olympian. And I was like, that's the first time, unless the audience have read anything about her or actually read the name by the screen, you haven't actually heard anyone mention her as an Olympian before Mm. Jonathan did. So that sort of made me go, okay, did you just spill the beans? Maybe she's been secretive about it. So, But at the same time, knowing, no, because if she entered the game wanting her Olympian status to be sheltered, it would have been known and we would have seen it. And obviously it would have been not done like that. So... I think somebody said it in a confessional at one point, did they not, since that challenge? I feel like it's been mentioned by a player or two. It's been mentioned by a player since, so everyone knew that, obviously. And no one cares. That was the first time as an... (laughs) Yeah, no one cares. But that's that's the first time as an audience we went, um, oh, shit, she's an Olympian. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, besides the fact of the, um, the chatting of the, you know, Ziggy... 23 or whatever she is, the little young bitch that looks hot. Ziggy, 23, <laughs> being a water polo Olympian, gold medalist, he ticks all the boxes and she looks gorgeous, you know, that sort of thing. Unless yeah. you read that blog down the bottom of the screen, we didn't have anything before that, that yeah. she was an Olympian. So I sort of went, oh, Jonathan, did you just pull this? You know, I actually, oh, Jonathan, no, you can't say that she's an Olympian in the middle of a challenge. What happens if there's people that didn't know she was an Olympian? Calm down, back off. Like, because, yeah, Summertow at that point probably knew that she was Olympian, but did a but saga. the other tribe might not have. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what I mean. Exactly that's right. what yeah. I mean. So, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm it's just, interesting. Like, it's fascinating. I, I remember Sarmand uh, Del Sur when uh, Probes uh, early on called him out. Bloody your biceps and pull your foot out of your mouth. <laughs> I, remember, um, I remember Sarmand Del Sur, I think, early on when Probes called out Natalie and Nadia for being on The Amazing Race. And it's kind of like, okay, oh. well, they were probably very well-known faces. But, like, exactly. if you had no idea, like, I didn't know they it? were from The Amazing Race until I read the bio because I don't watch yeah. The Amazing Race. So, it was interesting that, like, sometimes... There are definitely seasons where was it Gary Hoganboom in you know, um, you know Guatemala where he wanted to keep the whole secret yeah, about him being NFL court, and Danny yeah. Boatwright called him but out because he was Boatwright a sports broadcaster. Yeah. That's how I like how production does it. So yeah. to do it like that is schmick. Like that's yeah. good production. Like, but at the same time, she was a fan of football or she had some connection with the football but she still possibly wouldn't have known who he was in some way. But the fact that she got out there and he was hiding it and she went, I know who he is. That was brilliant. That was, I don't know how they did that, but that was brilliant. So the the one that I liked on, um, I think, yeah, the one that I particularly liked on your season was the whole Kate situation as soon as she mentioned how she was a survivor of that boat accident because that was even something that we, I'd heard of like many years ago. So that was obviously a very well-known case. Um, and like, I mean, difference between an athlete and surviving, like obviously something terrible, like a tragedy like that. But I mean, if I, like, if I'm there with Kate, I'm going to think like, well, obviously you've got strong will. You've obviously survived this very harrowing yeah. incident. So you'll be very strong willed and you're going to fight no matter what. And this is just like child's play to what you've actually been through in your life. So I'm like, ding, 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 ding to steal an Andrew quote, which Luke stole, by the way, this week. Um, oh, <laughs> um, and I'm going to think that that was actually really interesting. This is the one week that I haven't live tweeted. I would, I didn't see what Andrew's reaction would have been to that when Luke had that confession where it was like, ding, 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 bullshit meter or whatever. That That's Andrew's quote. Come on. <laughs> Did anyone mention that? We need to uh, put that up there and go, um, 
who did it better? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Andrew did it better because he did it first. Uh, yeah, he had the more <laughs> floppy finger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Luke was much yeah. more stiff in his uh, delivery. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, look, I don't want to go through everyone here in terms of uh, summer tadges because, you know, we've obviously got a few more people to go through. Talked a bit about Ziggy. We talked a little about Lockie. Henry, I mean, look... I, I, I'm I indifferent on Henry. I haven't been exactly polite about a lot of the way he's played this game. But, I mean, what's your take on how he's played up to this point and, and where is he sitting coming into this merge? Um, see, Henry, um, to be blunt, sorry, mate, he's doing good because he made a self-swap, like he swapped himself and he survived in it. But I think that's because he joined a tribe that was strong with, like, you know, he took the strong guy from one tribe and put the strong guy with the other strong guy in the other tribe. But I don't know. I'm just, (laughs) Henry, he's not fascinating me. Is that being bitchy? (laughs) Um, He's, I don't know, he's doing good, but he's not doing anything that's zinging me or tickling the bottom of my feet like other <laughs> players are. So, I mean, I think he's done some good things, and I think he's survived. And uh, in this merge, he's got some, you know, targets, or I think these are saga people coming in and going to go, oh, you think we should be watched out for? Watch out for Henry, because you need to remember that Jericho is about to join him and go, he gave me a dad idol clue. Mm-hmm. He's clearly got an idol. He's going to tell everyone else that doesn't know that he's got an idol and he's one to watch out for. He's playing. So this is where his pre-game stuff, or pre-merge, excuse me, are going to come up and kick him in the butt. So we're going to actually see the real Henry now because this is where he needs to remember all his pieces and play the game. But as he said on Monday night, Pete's just come in and trumped him in the status of the tribe. So he was on top or he was up there and now an extra person's come in and trumped him. But now four new people are going to come in and trump him again. So... Yeah, it's going to be so fascinating to kind of see how that plays out. And I guess, I mean, just briefly, the ones we haven't really gone over too much with. Funnily enough, we've gone a whole episode without talking about Michelle. She's going to hate that. She loves talking about herself. Um, (laughs) No offense, Michelle, if you're listening. Um, So we haven't really... Peter, we've talked a little bit about, but I'm guessing really here, so we haven't really touched much on Michelle. Uh, You know, Tessa, again, we haven't really seen a whole lot of her at this point, I think, after that. And, I mean, we obviously briefly touched on Annalise slightly. Uh, I mean, I'll lump Peter in. We have four there. Any, I mean, just look, you know, don't have to go through them individually if you don't want to, but, I mean, do you have any take on those ones that we really haven't discussed so far heading into the match? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Pete, love him to death. I think he's brilliant. I mean, I'm going to raise the rainbow flag with Pete. I think he's getting a shit edit, and it's absolutely disgraceful um, because, I, I mean, he's the one that took out Amy. Um, I think there's a lot of things that he's doing that you're not getting to see, and I'm, you know, I, I love Pete. I love Pete just simply because they're from our own family, and now we're from a survivor family. So Pete, Pete's always up there in my book, bottom line. Um, Michelle, oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up sometimes, bitch. But at the same time, <laughs> from the chick that doesn't shut up to the chick that goes to tribal and throws another... That's the first time in our season that I actually got emotional, not emotional, like, sad, but emotional, like, okay, girl, you can stop, like... You've not just slit his throat. You've 
hung, drawn, and quartered him, okay? Like, he's going home. You can back off a bit. But she went to town. But she blew me away with how good she was with that, and she's doing it again. I think possibly it's going to bite her. But um, I, I was shocked, and I just I, – I personally thought, like, I can imagine sitting in that tribal council – and imagine her saying that stuff. And there's probably majority of them, well, you know, there was other tribe members sitting around going, oh, my God, could you just back off this this, this poor guy, Ben, who is, you're just slamming and he, he you know. There's Us no, Ben's like, are very fragile people. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but no, but you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he couldn't, and he sat there and went, I can't form two words together, like, it's one of my things, like this, I'm young, like whatever. And she just went bang, 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 bang. <laughs> all she did pretty much was play Lockie. That's all she did. She played Lockie. Lockie pissed himself. Like he pissed a whole stream of it down his leg and made everyone <laughs> go with him. And Golden that's shower. all she needed to do. And she did it very well and took my hat off to her. And she looked fabulous in that outfit she's wearing, which I've loved since day one. But <laughs> she... Just she, I was just like, girl, slow down. Um, and then who else did we have? Annalise, Basically, Tessa, and, Annalise, and Tessa. Tessa. Um, <laughs> sorry, Tessa. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be a bitch to you, Tessa, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. And I, I just don't think since that whole tar- Tarzan stuff, which. I mean, don't call someone on our season Tarzan when we've seen a classic one before. Just Thank saying. You. Thank um, you. Um, <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> there's since that Tarzan thing and him giving the idol, she's just been a number um, and been very lucky. I believe. Um, I haven't seen all. Uh, I haven't seen enough of her game to give her any more credit. But I know she's probably doing stuff. And until she had a conversation with Pete on Monday night in the, in the water when he got back, it's the first sort of real thing. But you know, when she sees me, she's probably going to slap me and go, "How dare you!" And I did so much. Um, but Annalise, are you serious, Annalise? Number one. That bitch is trying to steal my death stares and steal my game face and steal all my gifts from goddamn Survivor. I swear to God, and I'm going to have a word with her. Number two, she's absolutely fantastic. She, I had a feeling about her from the beginning, um, and she is just stepping up and stepping up. So I'm loving Annalise. I think she's possibly taking over, and I'm sorry, Pete, you're going to slap me as well. I always love you, but I think she's actually taking over my absolutely most amazing player that I love in this season. I I just love watching her. Um, I think I've seen a lot of her. I, I, I don't know, but... I don't know about you, Ben, but Annalise, I'm loving her because she's just so... I think now, because... Old ties are coming in. Pete coming back, yes. It looks like they're friends, but at the same time, Pete's other alliance aren't the her, Lockie, and Henry alliance. So mm. regardless of her thing, but I think in she's got the options. her, Lockie, her, Lockie, and Henry alliance, she's the not most targeted one. So I think that gives her the advantage. But, ah. Oh, Annalise, God, I think she's gorgeous, and I'm I'm absolutely loving her game. It's a, just a it's just a good 
savage, subtle, me, me, me game, and I'm loving it. I agree, and she was my preseason pick to win, and this might be the furthest one oh! my preseason winners picks has gone in a long time since Kelly Wentworth. Oh, I, I got, feel I, I got Denise Stapley. I got Denise Stapley. Just oh, saying, congratulations! That's my only one ever. <laughs> the only time I've ever gotten anything right from the very beginning, my favourite and somebody who I wanted to at least go far, and I didn't really predict a winner in Big Brother, but from day one. 2012 Channel 9 Big Brother uh, Ben who went on to win that yeah. I don't know if you ever watched Big Brother but uh, from yeah. day one he was my absolute favourite loved him to bits and that's the only ever yeah, time that- I think besides Reggie of course because all the Tasmanian got behind her back oh, in 2003 but yeah. Yeah, yeah I I've never I'm that's why Craig if you go back onto All Stars if I'm not on there beating you. Um, don't ever want me to like predict that you can win the game because you won't win because I am a jinx. So, uh, all right, I remember that. I remember that would be if when I get back on um, All Stars, um, if when I win, I won't need to say it. But if you know some bitch steals my idol or some bastards um, blindside me, I'll sit there and go, ben, fucking Ben, you put, you put fucking money on me, didn't you, bitch? Didn't you? <laughs> Or, or, or when, you know, um, we both make it to final tribal council and I turn to you and say, you're going to win, Craig. You'll be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be too, you'll be too um, wordless. You won't be able to speak because I'll have just trumped you too hardcore and everyone will be like going to standing <laughs> and applauding me and you'll be like, I've got no hope. It'll be a token chains, you know, replay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'll be like a, a Brad Cole paper in that situation. Everyone will hate me. So it's fine. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just, one thing, I feel we, we need to at least um, give a bit of an obituary here to Adet. Now, I mean, look, I Adet was Miss Invisible this season. We had, I had a great chat with her this morning. If you haven't listened to the Exit interview, go ahead and listen to it. Again, shameless plugging, but whatever. Um, I, I really started to come around to Adet. It was the same with Ben. It's like as soon as we started to get to know them, I actually really liked them. And the thing with Adet, she had such a, like a little cult following out there in the social media world. And there was this rumor going around that she was the winner because I think yeah. Sportsbet released like an odds. And they were like, oh, last year, Christy was surprisingly short odds. And now Adet's surprisingly short odds uh obviously blew all that out the window because she's gone but uh, i mean a debt what 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 was your take on her are we sad to see you go happy to see you go it's actually funny because i actually had a person at work come to me the other day and i knew she was fishing for inside information in case i knew <laughs> and said that oh my son's been on um sports bet and everyone's predicting that Odette's going to win. What do you think? Is it Odette? Do you think Odette's going to win? Do you think she's going to take it out? Should I put some money on her? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't look at that stuff. But then I took a step back and thought exactly the same thing about bloody Christian when, holy shit, is Odette going to take this out? Like, crap. So that's why I sort of was like contemplating in my head on Monday going, no, no, Odette can't be going. She's winning. She's winning. And then I went, but no, no, oh my God, I'm having this feeling. So, um, <laughs> Odette is beautiful. I mean, yeah. those eyes, is it just me or looking no, at Odette? Trancy. Oh my gosh, they're like Greek goddess, emeralds, goddamn eyes. Anyway, I think I loved Odette. She was a goddamn powerhouse, physical beast. I only think she slipped up just in the sense of the she was playing the I'm going to go with the minority like I mean the majority excuse me um which when you get to a certain point 
you don't want to play with that anymore because there's nothing to solidify any choices you're doing you know mm. so and her and she and she owns that she owns her you know game that she was playing like obviously there was five of them and they were going and battling for their life and she went off and laid on the beach like she didn't even want to participate in the choices because she thought you know, it's two against two. I'll be the swing vote, so I'll just make the choice. Like, didn't have the choice of, well, are they going to turn on me? So that was, that's where Odette got comfortable, was being the swing vote or being that. And that would have completely worked last season, as we witnessed. But this season, no, like... <sighs> We, we had a, an episode on Monday night which shocked myself as, as a Survivor fan and as a player was the fact that the two sides that were voting for each other or wanted each other out went, you know what, screw this, let's band together and get rid of Sunbathe up. But oh, <laughs> I thought Odette was good. Um, I did expect her to actually go further. Um, sorry, Odette. Yeah, we... we thought we knew you and then the editors were like no you didn't really uh that's it that's it uh it was yeah definitely people uh, obviously if you're listening to our show you listen to the exit interviews it was a great little chat with her this morning now before i get i've got a bunch of listener questions our listeners are screaming at me right now to get to these uh that's and right. also i've got two little things i want to raise with you before we get that but we're going to rank uh rate the episodes now okay. um so basically Explain to you off air. We didn't do this with you and Andrew during the US season. No, For some reason, we no. didn't get around to that. But basically, we're going to do each episode, so Sunday and Monday... Um, for in each of them, if you loved it, you buy it. If you thought it was okay, you rent it because apparently we're stuck in 1990s and we go to video stores. Uh, and if you hated them, uh, you bin them. So let's start with Sunday night's episode here, Craig. Did, did you do you want to buy it? Do you want to rent it? Or do you want to bin it? Okay. Well, I was going to buy it. The mutiny makes me rent it because Ooh, okay. it wasn't enough to bin, but I will rent it. But the whole episode before that is all good. Until that bit, I went, I feel like I was had a good tribal council stolen from me. So I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't want to spare with the change. You want to you know, no, no. say that. Well, well, were you then on uh, Monday night's episode, would that change be put to good use? What are, you do- what are you doing with Monday night's episode? Buying it, renting it, or binning it? Absolutely buying it. That was, I mean, it was a good challenge. I expected, like, you know, the reward challenge. Uh, the challenge was a Survivor original. Never seen that before. Thought it was fantastic. Um, and then the Tribal Council, they did actually, I believe they did everything proper. Like, I didn't know who was going, um, had, you know, thoughts, all that sort of stuff. I thought they did that episode finale very well. So, yeah, I'm buying it. Well, you're, you're going to not like my decisions on Go both of these. Go for it, babe. Go I, for I'm, it. I'm binning both. Now, Sunday ah! nights... Sunday night's definitely binning because that frustrated the shit out of me. Um, you know, if again, 
just even the lead up to it, I just felt wasn't. I mean, it was entertaining, but it wasn't like one of the standouts oh, for me. No, and then we're just not standing, we're not talking about leading up to it. We're talking about the actual episode. Like, yeah, it just, advertising, it just, for, advertising doesn't even come into the conclusion. For something I to mean, leave a taste like that in my mouth, I I, I wouldn't want to spend money on when that. You so still, I'm when you still see <laughs> quotes or te- um, messages and stuff going, oh, maybe this week's going to be Sue's big move. You go, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, um, their advertising is not necessarily always close or actually anywhere near the mark. <laughs> oh, cha- channel, t- channel 10 um, really outdo Channel 7 in the overselling, and that's saying something, because Channel 7 are the kings of overselling shit. Um, <laughs> channel 10, Trump, Channel 7. Uh, I'm, the only reason I'm binning Monday night's episode, it's, it's, a, it's a high bin, it's right on the cusp of a rent, but I'm just putting just underneath the rent, just because I feel that it wasn't as dramatic, and I, I just felt it was a very much a filler episode just before the merge. Mm-hmm. And I think that had Luke or Sarah gone, I would put it easily in the rent basket. And this oh. is no disrespect to Adet, because uh, I love Adet. I just feel that the climax to it didn't really bring much into it, and it's really a case of, okay, let's get this done with, let's get to the moon. Yeah. So that's the only reason. It's a, it's a very close to a rent for me, but I'm just going to snip it in the bin, and I'm really hoping that from this moment forth we can get a lot of the greenies on my list here, which, of course, mean uh, buy it for me. So there you go. Uh, now... <laughs> Before I get to these the questions, two things I want to raise with you quickly. First right. of all, you recently came to Tasmania. Was this your first time to Tasmania? What, what did you think of our beautiful state down here, Craig? Oh, it was the first time I went to Tasmania. Me and Tom loved it. Sick. Oh, my God. He, we're already talking about the next time we come back. Talking about, oh, my God, we could get a holiday house down there. I just loved <laughs> it. It was fantastic. I mean, it was so clean down there. So beautiful. I can't, like, we hired a car and drove around, like, drove from Hobart up to Cradle and back again, all that sort of stuff, but I just was driving along the road, is this the main road? There's no cars, like, what's going on? And just kept getting reminded that, no, Craig, the whole population of Tasmania is the same as Brisbane, and me going... Oh, it's less. It's like, less. less than Brisbane, and me going... Half of Brisbane. What? what do you mean? Like, where are all the people going? Like, um... <laughs> The food was amazing. Oh, my God. It was just fantastic. And we were down there, like, what, a, a couple of months ago, and it was cold. I mean, God, we went up to bloody, what's that goddamn mountain you have in Mount Hobart. Wellington. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that the Mount Wellington in bloody Hobart? The one you go the up one overlooks our city? Yeah, yeah, Mount Got Wellington, blown yeah. off, and I walked, went up there. I was like, is this a hurricane? Is this a Tasmanian hurricane? <laughs> was it like, snowing? Was there snow up there, there when you went to the top? There snow up there. We got to throw Good. snow, but, like, getting blown <laughs> to sh- goddamn shit. Like, I've got to force... My- I thought I was facing storm from X-Men. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get blown down the hill. But... I walked Absolutely up that mountain beautiful. when I was in Scouts. I we, we decided we had to go on a bushwalk up that mountain. Yeah. Halfway to the top, it's just a blizzard of snow. And we had to, like, <laughs> hide in this shelter. Like, it was a fun experience. But did you did you go to Mona? No. Oh, People Craig, we were with went to Mona, but we didn't. I, I have to admit, we woke up and... Um, everyone else had gone to Mona and we had woken up late and we were like, but I've got to come back just for Mona. I've got to say to you, like, that's the thing. My thing about a place is you go there and you have your experience and you know, I'm not one to try to cram everything in because then it goes so quickly and it leaves me nothing to come back for where Tasmania has left me so much to come back for. I mean, especially the, I mean, yes, didn't get to see Mona and I came back and everyone went, 
what? You didn't go to Mona? And I was like, <laughs> I'm the only thing that we that have that people want to see. But then the other thing was that, I mean, I'm coming back for the wombats. I'm coming back for the cheese. <laughs> I'm coming back for the wine and the seafood. I've seen some of the biggest oysters down there that I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I'm coming back. Okay, I'm coming. Good. I'll, I'll, I'll take you personally to Mona. It's literally oh, like a five-minute drive from my house, and oh. I'll give you the, the Ben Waterworth tour of the Pooh Machine and Wall of Cunts. And oh. I'm allowed to say that because there is literally an art expert there called the Wall of Cunts. Yeah, so, I know yeah. there was. I heard all about it and went, oh, great, a wall of vaginas. <laughs> um, okay, I, I, I don't know if I'm really worried about missing out on that. <laughs> the, best, the, best, the best bit, Craig, is, like, I swear to God, is watching the reactions of people because there's no signs. They don't put, like, little signs saying, this is what it is. You yeah. get given an iPod and it kind of updates when you're nearer, nearer yeah. enough. It's really quite clever. But you watch like little old ladies who are like, because you can't tell what they are until you're right up close because they're plaster casts. They're all white. So you can't tell what they are. So as soon as you get really close to it, you just watch the people like going, what's that? Oh my God. Oh, oh George, <laughs> look at that. You see like oh little high school God. boys cracking up laughing yeah. like, going, oh, look at that. It's a vagina. Uh, it's, it's just... It's just funny watching the people do it. It but, would be um, fantastic. Imagine being yeah. the secu- if there's a security guard. I you probably know, <laughs> but the security around the place that just that would be the room that they would want to sit in because they'd have yep. such an entertaining shift. Just sit that, there and yep. like film it and put it on YouTube. Oh, it's, it's, it's an experience. The other thing now, um, I I put on our post on Facebook. I, I googled your name to use an image on our page. And, <gasps> One of the ones that came up was uh, this, like yeah, uh, this I picture of you on MySpace, Craig. I saw that. But it gets better. I am going to put a no. link up on our page. What? Go to YouTube and type in your name and the Craigie Anson showreel from 2010. <laughs> now look, yeah, I've just I've just literally fabulous. watched that, Craig. You're acting um, when you're talking about uh, where's the bitch cop? She had a nice ass. Yeah. And then you were perving out the window at your neighbours um, <laughs> because she had a great bikini body. Can I just first of all say you you missed out on becoming a Hollywood star, Craig? What what happened with the acting career? The acting is still there. The only problem is, is um, in Brisbane you've got to work very hard to get it. Um, oh my god, <laughs> that was that was. Didn't you love my hair? I've shown that that to people before, and they've gone, they've watched the first clip and gone almost finished, and gone. So when are you coming into it? And I'm like, that, that's me. And they're like, what's with your hair? And it's like that's my hair. I've straightened it. Um, Whatever. It was very fetching. Then, I think you look good with long hair. And then, and then gone to the next one and gone, holy shit, what is wrong? You've gone from this hardcore straight hair to like a perm. Like, what? well, the perm's my actual normal hair when I don't cut it. And the first one's the perm when it's getting straightened. So, <laughs> I'm posting that on our page. People need to see this. Go for I looked it. at the, There's no comments. I'm thinking people would have like gone, oh, it's Craig from Survivor. Nah, ha, ha, ha. No one knows. But no one has seen it. So people are going to, if you're listening to this, go to our Facebook page. We're going to post the video. It is Craig's showreel from 2010. Oh, uh, it is great. It is uh, so well, amazing. I, I'm not going to say that there's probably a lot more out there that people. I think I saw a couple of other me. clips on there that so. came up in the search thing. I just haven't watched that. I've only watched the one. So yeah, I did full on. I've been doing like full on short films. I actually was in a feature film the year before I went on Survivor that um, was released in cinema, some cinemas around Australia, and actually went to Germany and stuff. And I've been oh, wow. in a few short films that went to Cannes Film Festival and that sort of thing. Oh, so look at that. there's stuff on the internet and stuff about me. Just 
You just have to. Have we a need look. to find it. You know, I'm a, I'm the, the a little one... Pandora box, babe. No one's. Well, I no think we're gonna have to dig. <laughs> well, mate, this is the journalistic mind in my head here, Craig. The one, the, the, the golden. I'll, I'll give it to you, right? You go and find. Or you can find, and then come back, and I'll tell you who found it all. Oh, P.S. All right. Don't worry. There's no like nudes, so you're not going to get any. Ah, oh, damn! There goes that idea. Like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you go, you go and suss it out, and I'll let you know. If you I will. The, the the golden nugget for any Survivor fan out there. When we uh, the first time we interviewed um, Cass, yeah. she was telling us that she was in an ad. I think it was for. KFC or Burger King. Yeah. Um, she was like an extra or something along those lines that only aired in China. And she said that it is not on the internet. People have tried to look, but they cannot find it. But if anybody... I would I will give so much to see Cass McQuillan in a Chinese fast food commercial. Uh, and I think every Survivor fan out there... Like, remember when Brian Heideck all of a sudden has discovered that he was like this porn actor and then he yeah. also was in like some creepy chocolate bar ad from like 1991? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's great when you see these things. But, I just go, oh my god, these people actually have other lives. <laughs> yes, so crazy. Now, we've got listener questions. Now, as I said, uh, every week we have a guest on this show, and if anybody wants to send in listener questions, just stay tuned to our social media. You can send it in to us via the social media. We'll give out the details every week. Now, Craig, we've had so many guests on this season, and literally every single week I get at least one person saying, oh, when are you going to get Craig back on? When's Craig back on? <laughs> I literally had Dez going off at you the other week, going like, fuck off, Craig, this is my time in the sun. Um, didn't quite say it like that, but... Uh, he implied yeah, he it. pretty much did. Des is a bitch, so I can yeah. understand. I think I pretty I much say- abused him today on some crap <laughs> that he was saying and said, shut up, old man. <laughs> can I say Des on Twitter is amazing? Like, uh, just, oh, just see Especially when he doesn't really know what he's doing and you can just yeah. tell he's pushing buttons and just goes, yeah, it works. And it's just like a picture of his ass or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had anybody in my life who I've interviewed who has drunk as many beers in an interview that I did with Des the other oh. week, so... I lost count, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he, I don't even think it affected him. The guy was like, he's no, stoned. Yeah, he's, <laughs> classy. he's classy. We did the um, Amazing Race for Wishes, and he kept just appearing at these challenges that we were doing, like, <laughs> back in March, or in May, and, like... Me and Flick and Brooke are running this thing and I had to do all this shit and you'd just rock up and Des would be there with another long neck and we'd go, dude, how are you still here standing? And would be like, hurry up, I want to have a beer with you at the end. Get there, go on, get, get out there. And we just like, fuck, mate. God, God, uh, he's classic. I love that man. He is absolutely, so oh, trust me, All-Stars, they don't bring back a classic character like Des, they are missing out. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm putting it out there. I'm just saying, Rob. Completely agree. Rob. Completely not Rob agree. Necessarily, necessarily for the game, but it, you know, it's so much deep. But robbed as in Australia, viewing him so much more of what that goddamn little <laughs> bastard has, what little big bastard has to show this goddamn nation because he is fantastic and. If anyone gets a chance to meet Des anywhere, he is a big, goddamn warm, cuddly teddy bear that speaks from mouth, that's rotten, that's goddamn says it how it is. 
and I give him a cuddle and a kiss whenever I see him, and I enjoy it. <laughs> well, one, one thing... Who wouldn't? Let's be honest. Uh, one thing I will say is that, I mean, I think you try to pick up about half our listeners here too, so I wonder if oh, you can probably. try and pick up these ones. But we're going to start off here with Donna. Uh, Donna says, uh, who from this season most deserves a second chance from the pre-merge? One male and one female. Ah, oh, shit. Well, if I'm going with a, um, my pick, it would be simply through character. <laughs> it would have to be Amy. I mean, mm, yes. I actually thought she sh- that her vote out shocked me. Um, they plugged her and she was pure Aussie gold in reality te- television. And definitely, definitely Amy's got to get another chance at some point just to goddamn speak her mind about shit. <laughs> Um, and, but at the same time, you have to say, AK. I mean, I mean, I, okay. I've got things about AK. He did hit the ground running and I mean, you don't walk up to a castaway when they're having a spew and go, are you, we still good? Do you want to play tomorrow? Are we still going to make this alliance when they're hurling their guts up? You don't do that, mate. I think he learned from that, but at the same time, he was fantastic. I mean, he scares the shit out of me. Like, um, I want AK to play again. But if I played with him again, I'd be scared. Just because, like, he... God, the brains of that guy was insane, wasn't it? Mm, he just knew. He, he, like, that That stuff AK did when he read a saga like a book. Like, this, like he was there for five minutes and he went, that person's on the bottom, that person's on the bottom, that person's this, that person's that, that. And you just went, how did you get that crap? He just knew. He was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And... Um, yes, give him another go, but God, that boy walking on the beach in an all-star season or in another season and AK, you're going to be targeted, babe. So your reputation is going to precede you. So you need to work on that. Me to you, work, babe, work. Well, well, uh, when I win next season, Craig, and I'm invited back to play and you and I can form an alliance and we can target him, how does that sound? Oh, fantastic. Let's kick the bitch out. <laughs> Done. Absolutely. Uh, Donna, Donna just says at the end of it, Craig, obviously you're number one from your season for oh, pre-merge play. Donna, deserves a chance. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make out sometime. <laughs> there you go. The Oz Network, the one show, whereas sending in a list of question, our guest will offer to make out with you. So, yeah, totally. You know. Absolutely, we'll keep that lining up. Uh, Mitch says, uh, he's got four separate questions here, yeah, but these go, are funny go, ones. First of all, who smelled the worst on the island? I actually had to stop and pause because I couldn't <laughs> smell anything. No, no one... Baz, maybe. I'm going to have to say Baz. Like, out of our guys, Baz, I'm going to have to tell you, no one's breath reeked like I thought it was going to reek. It was more on the body sweat um, if they weren't going in the ocean all the time. The benefits benefits, benefits of having the Indian... Do you remember China Mm -hmm. with Amanda? Do you remember when Amanda had her sister come out and then she had her sister come out again on uh, Cooks when she was Micronesia in, in, in Palau? She, her sister said to her, you smell better than last time. That is absolutely, <laughs> that yeah. utterly true. The salt water okay. does wonders for you compared there to you swimming in stagnant bullshit or not swimming at all. 
and I can I can completely now agree with that. But smell, I didn't have anyone that I couldn't go near because they stunk. Occasionally, Baz, but that's because he sat on his log and cut his coconuts up, and I don't believe he went in the water like the rest of us. That's all. Baz, you stunk, you dirty bitch. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> a next question here from Mitch. He says, "Who was the biggest diva around camp?" Oh, Nick, I dancer. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Oh. Okay, you have no idea. So, I actually rewatched our episode one the other day just because I just put it on occasionally to hear it in the background and admire myself. <laughs> but um, just, you have no idea how much of a diva that guy was. Like, he was such a diva to the point where, oh, I'm, I've got to take up the leadership role because no one else is doing it. No, dickhead. Like, <laughs> no one else took it up because you were doing it and we thought, go on, bitch, be a dick. Like, take it to town. Yeah. Nick I. D- Nick I. Diva <laughs> on the Vivao tribe was the biggest diva. Like, just, yeah. I, it was well, this, this might line. tie into the next question, too. Who was the okay, most go. annoying that you would be pleased to send them off to Exile Island from your season? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Oh, we've got a battle here. From Are we talking from Vivao? Oh, no, we're talking from my, my whole thing. Like, my I'm whole, guessing uh, it doesn't specify, so we'll just open that up to It doesn't everyone. specify? Okay, <laughs> we'll, so from, no, we'll, go, we'll go from my people I play with. The most person I was getting annoyed with, I mean, Nick was the diva and he was pissing me off. But Tegan, I just used to look at with my mouth open going, why are you here? <laughs> um, so there was a fine line, but... It definitely probably would have, if it came down to it, it would have been Idanza to go to exile, being a bitch. But in the game, probably would have sent Tegan because I would have probably still tried to keep Nick close. Okay, good answers. Uh, the final one Mitch adds here, if you knew you had no chance in hell of winning the game, which player would you feel worthy of losing to in either the US or Australian version? Holy shit. Mitch is going for the guns blazing here. God, you need to make Mitch, out with Mitch massive. after this one. Good qu- I'll make out with Mitch. They're oh great God. questions. Okay. So, Mitch, so Mitch, <laughs> Mitch, let me just get this straight. You want me to pick um, what? Out of 550, 600 <laughs> contestants on American? Let's just go through them and each then, right now. What? So we have oh Sonia Christopher. Okay. <laughs> Sonia. Um, BB. Bloody Jesus Christ. <laughs> If I wasn't going to win, who would I love to win over me? I'm going to say two. From the US, I'm going to be random here and everyone's going to go, what the fuck? And I'm just going to say their names and let them ponder and (laughs) lose sleep over it. Well, the first one everyone's going to probably know because has never won, deserves to win, go to town, is my queen, Suri, Mm -hmm. from the US. Mm -hmm. Love that bitch. She's listening. Bitch, I want to meet you. I want to play with you. I love you. You're just sick. And on my season, I'm going to say Evo Jones. Ah. Just because we've passed before and <laughs> um, he doesn't use enough tongue and just I'm just going to say Evo Jones. So I would happily lose to Evan. There's an image that I don't think That's anyone all. expected to have at the end of this interview. If you just close your eyes a little bit and tiny, you can see it happening. One thing I'll say, I think there is a question relating to this. When we had Des on the other week, uh, one of the questions we had was uh, for us to get Des 
on the show if we can get Sari back on uh, during the US season. And then yeah. I think it's Ray's here. We'll yeah. get to it. But uh, I had the honor of meeting Sari in person when I was in the US a couple of months ago <gasps> at the Game Changers finale. That woman is just... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she is amazing. I love that woman to bits too. She so is, if we if we do if we I get her on the show, we're going to ask her to try and come back on the show. Yeah. She's been on a couple of times. Yeah. For all surety, we'll do everything in our power to get her on, and then try and get you and Des to at least say hello. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Just to, just to say hello. Like, um, I actually saw your photos with her when you went over there, and I didn't comment because you'd probably think that I. Had. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's fine, Craig. The truth has to come out eventually. Um, <laughs> thanks, Mitch, for those amazing questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Thomas, uh, what was your relationship with Christy like in the game, Craig, and have you caught up with her since? I've talked to Christy for a few times. I haven't talked, spoken to her actually for a, a little while. Um, in the game, we did bond in a weird, nerdy way. But at the same time, it was just random bonding. It wasn't gameplay bonding. I never bonded with her gameplay-wise because um, I was in the numbers in my head and um, pretty much didn't need her. So it was just the, the courtesy of the bond. And, yeah, I mean, we bonded quirkly, but not... Not crazy like. I mean, she's she's spoken to me about a few times that she remembers from our game that she went, oh, my God, one of my highlights is when you did this and you did this. And I was like, "That that's great, babe. It's, <laughs> I'd love you to take that away and put that in your little heart box, but it didn't mean that much to me. But I understand what you're talking about and <laughs> praise you. And, when, like, I mean, when I see her, I'll hug her and, goddamn, you know, we'll probably hit it off like fire and have some fun. But... <laughs> Um, yeah. There you go. Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> Does that answer? Yeah. Uh, Thanks, now, Tom. Ray, this is this has got nothing to do with Survivor. We're getting a bit political here, apparently. But this is actually it's a, wow. it's a nice comment. Um, Ray says, "I will be voting yes to the gay marriage ballot. Any advice you have for those going to be voting in the next few weeks? And what are your thoughts on the whole matter in general with the public voting? We're getting very political oh here, uh, Craig. God, that is insane. Who? who this is Ray. Right. Okay, Ray. So, for starters, you're either, I'm taking from the question, you might not necessarily be gay, but let's talk about the question. Oh, we, God, have we got a couple of hours? Sure, oh, and I'll just go put on a chicken or something okay. like that. We can eat over this over some supper. I'll put this context to you, Ray. In one of my auditions, there was a gentleman that was asked a question, and he was asked a question that said, what is your view on gay marriage? And he responded with, and I, before this question, before anything, I've just, it's just never come into my mind because it's never thought about, it's never like, whatever, no one thinks about it, no one cares. He was asked the question, and there was a group of us. And I'm not going to tell you what audition it was, but you can probably pick up from the context that he was asked the question, and he responded with, um, I don't agree with it. I believe that it is a com- it's a communion thing between a man and a woman and that it's to do with children, yada, yada, yada. I blew up. I actually started shaking. This emotion came out of me that I did not know where it came from. Um, and that was the naivety of the answer to the question that was presented to him. The, 
the conversation was quickly directed to myself and said, what is your point of view? And my response to him was, is that just previously, a few weeks before, there had been a story that was released in the newspaper regarding an Australian gay couple, male couple, that were living in Adelaide or Melbourne, I believe, that had just come back from the UK and they'd been married and they came back. One of those people, one of the partners in the couple had fallen ill, serious illness, and had gone into hospital. And they were in emergency care, intensive care. The partner was at the hospital continuously, at the door, wanting to be beside their partner's side, holding their hand. Their doctor, the doctor of the patient, would not let them in, regardless of their 15, 20-year relationship because there was no legal bonding ties for them to be together in that room. That person had to stand outside while their partner begged for their begged the doctors for him to be with them just to go through the pain and everything that he was going through, to have him with him and hold his hand simply for that human comfort and that love and comfort from that other person, and he was still denied that. Both of them were denied that, and that's what this comes down to is that there is simple things that are being denied to people in this country because other people can't get over their high horse and just acknowledge that it's not about one thing. Mm. It's not about the word marriage. That is not what this is about. Marriage has been around for thousands of years, thousands of years. Do you think people were getting married before religion? Of course they were. It was getting around ages ago it's absolutely ridiculous we are spending so much money on something that is doesn't need to, like magda sabansky was on the project the other week and she said what are you spending 120 million dollars or whatever that goddamn fuck they're spending the money on on sending out pieces of paper to the country to vote on something when you can make a decision which is your job in a parliament to make the decision and put that 120, 220, 220 billion, whatever the goddamn fuck they're spending the money on, on things that actually need it? Completely agree. Why don't you do that? Oh, no. Because you haven't got the fucking balls to make a decision in Parliament, which you're getting paid exuberant amounts of money to make the decisions of. You've got no balls to make that decision and actually go against the grain and make a stand and make a place in history and make, you know, make the history books. You want to spend all this money and put a piece of paper out and let everyone else decide for you because you can't swallow the pill. All right, next question. Completely agree with everything you said <laughs> Sorry, there. Just, no, no. Look, it's oh I can God, I can definitely just, imagine. It just and works me I mean, out. the one thing I'll say is that when you travel overseas and you have a discussion with you know Southern Americans, we're talking deep South of America, Ooh, and yeah. you bring up the fact that Australia doesn't have gay marriage and they're questioning it, you know, there's something wrong with that. So. Pretty much, especially that deep south. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Ray, for that. Ray adds at the end there, uh, if listeners are making requests for podcast recap guests for season 35, can I request my all-time favourite winner, Denise Stapley, and, of course, Craig, back again. <laughs> You're getting requests to come back on the show when I've got oh, you look. on the show. <laughs> Jesus. Of course, Ray, we will put Love that request. It. But not Craig, we're sick of him. Of course, Ray. Ray, I'll talk to you again. <laughs> and, honestly, with that comment, if... Honestly, I'm, I'm I'm open to talk about it and, and, and stuff like that. And I don't mean to, um, you know, 
sold anyone or whatever because everyone can have their view we're in a world and on on this planet that everything to have your own view you're able to have your own view all i ask is that um you take a step back and you have your view and you're allowed to have your view and I, i i want you to have your view as strong as you want to have your view but you need to realize that we are not all the same because otherwise we'd look the same otherwise we'd feel the same Otherwise, we'd do everything exactly the same. And no one does on this planet. So why are we expected to live the same? Why are we expected to act the same or do everything that's the same? Because we're not. So that's why you need to open your mind and just realize there's different worlds and different things on this planet that don't affect anyone else. And this goes further than just this vote that we're going through at the moment. If you think bigger picture, this actually affects a lot of things that are happening in this world and you just need to take a step back and think that it's not necessarily affecting you immediately and it's not necessarily affecting you at all so you can have an opinion but at the same time maybe you know you've got a right to fight for another opinion you don't need to agree with it but you can look at a situation and and you look at a situation and you realize that there's a right and a wrong and you know, different views on something and you can have that opinion. It doesn't mean you need to follow or walk that path, but you're allowed to have an opinion and, and go out and have that opinion. And, you know, with this vote, absolutely go and go and make your vote, vote what you want, but just think deeply and actually put some thought into it and not just make an erratic decision and actually put some research into it and, and think about what you're actually voting for, because there's not been a vote like this in Australia for a little while and that's been so big and life-changing and we're behind the times on this Very much with so. other countries in the world and that's what you need to look at is why are we behind the times what what's going on in other parts of the world that they've done this in for years like so why are we like this and maybe that's the bigger problem not this vote maybe that's the bigger problem is the fact that this vote should have probably passed years ago without all of this money getting spent on it Maybe that's the problem, not the problem of letting, you know, the gays or the lesbians or the LGBTI plus community get married. Because, frankly, think of how much money those bastards will spend on goddamn weddings and bloody hotels and parties and stuff that would put money back into your community because they're going to celebrate. Because, you know, a lot of them have a lot of money to spend. Exactly. So if you're like a business or whatever, think of that. So... Yeah, couldn't agree. And I also think the government needs to rethink their um, their calculations because if they're spending 122 million dollars to send out letters to 22 million Australians, shouldn't that only be like a dollar per stamp, <laughs> 50 cent per envelope? I mean, they're they're definitely overcharging us here. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I think they need to work out their sums. Uh, Miranda says, a few questions here lumped into one, so I'll separate these. What was your favourite challenge you competed in on your season? Ah. Uh... God, Miranda, do you know how many I bloody... I'll tell you what, I'll tell you. i start off with this season. I actually wanted to play the um, mud wrestling, sumo, mm-hmm. sumo wrestling. Yep. Oh, my God, I so wanted to do that. My favourite one from ours probably actually would be... I got excited over basketball mm-hmm. um, because I, we walked into that... And I went, oh, my God, classic Survivor. This is going to be like, so I had an expectation. I knew it was going to be brutal. I didn't expect the water to be so goddamn deep. 
but that was classic survivor for me and and in in our season any of the ones we walked into that were i i i knew the the production everything always knew because i'd always laugh <laughs> like because i knew what was i was going to expect and when they'd say do you know what challenge this is and, and you know whatever i was just like just fan going boy, about yeah. the challenge i would fucking fanboy and they'd just smile at me and i'd be like going oh my god i get to do this you bitches but i'll tell you man the ones i didn't get to do that did happen in our season which i was sort of annoyed about because obviously unfortunately bitch stole my idol was i wanted to do the pyramid challenge the water pyramid they did it in the um uh, second chance, and they did it in uh, Cochrane's one. What the bloody uh, fans versus favorites too? Caramoan. And when did they first start that? But you know the one, the pyramid, yep. three tiers on the pyramid. Yep. Oh, one, two, then top, stand on the water. Yep. God saw that first time, went hell shit, want to do that. And they did it at what our final five. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do that. Early. Well, not early as in tribes, but I didn't get to the point where I could have done that, and I was I was keen to do that sort of shit. The other one, I'm an endurance challenge player. The so. other one, see, the Miranda adds uh, your favorite challenge of all time on the Amer- on American Survivor, and your least favorite of all time. <laughs> Again, uh, you've only got 34 seasons to think of here, Craig. We've got to you know exactly right. get back on the gay marriage debate as well. While we're oh, okay, <laughs> maybe I'll say well, um, same one, like some of the same the sumos, but. The one I loved watching, and I still watch it, and I love it because it's just brutal, is and, ah, Heroes versus Villains. What's that one that Rupert slams Jerry's head into the goddamn guardrail? Uh, was, was it the very the first weird one where... And then they did it in Samoa yeah, later. Yeah. And dude gets kicked out for... Um, what's his name? Got kicked oh, out ben for... Oh, Ben Browning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, yes. Yeah. So that one, that one, I love it. But God, I wouldn't play it. That would be so (laughs) fucking crazy to do because you'd just go, this is going to be a bloodbath. And that literally, I'm surprised they brought it back twice because both times it was a bloodbath, bloodbath, and it would be again if they ever did that. So, and my least favorite, oh shit, oh, kite flying. Oh no. No, no. (laughs) I'd have to say that the stilts walking in my case. Uh, yeah, my case wasn't very well regarded for its challenges. <laughs> I was about to say to you. Challenges in my cases were a little bit shit. I was about to say, say no one ever brings up kites or my personal weird favourite from Thailand, the Tangram challenge, which gets a lot of shit. I love the Tangram what? challenge. <laughs> What the hell's the tangram? Basically, it was pre-puzzle days of Survivor where their their form of a puzzle was to make tangram shapes out of as many things. You remember those old tangram things you used to do in primary school? It was basically revolved around that. So, and and like I I know I know oh, a lot God. of people in the grand scheme of Australian Survivor never want to remember season one. We've we've had a couple of season one contestants on. We're going to have some more on during the season. But yeah. I recently rewatched it. You can never bag out my case of the challenge. Australian Survivor Season 1, while I can kind of see some merits to it now, recently re-watching it, the challenge were ridiculous. You literally had a challenge where you had to guess how much water was in a jug and how much you weighed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, So, you can't, like, yeah, challenges, yep, anyway. Uh, Miranda, thanks for that. Loretta says, um, Craig, when are you coming to Hearts of Reality for American fans of Australian Survivor? You are overdue to meet Sari, Sandra, and Jane in person. 
Oh my gosh. Um, I actually was invited to come over with Flick and Phoebe this year um, due to circumstances I couldn't go. I am absolutely 100% open for an invite for next year. We are already talking about it. We're already putting it on the cards to get it going. Um, I am so down for hearts. I saw those girls' photos and I fangirled hardcore. I'd probably walk around squealing so much <laughs> it'd be making me look like a dick and everyone would go... Who the fuck yeah. is you? But Hearts of Reality, I, yes, I was invited this year. I had to turn it down with so much regret, um, with the hopes that I am asked to come back next year because I would, me and Flick and Phoebes would come back together as a threesome next year in a heartbeat. Like, Flick's already talking about it. Phoebes is already talking about it. You have no idea. Well, if, if you don't get invited, it, so. you tell me. I'll speak to Mike Nunes. I know the guy. So oh, I'll fantastic. put in a good word for ben, you, so. hook me I up, will. babe. Hook I will. Thanks, Loretta, for that one. Now, Leah P. Uh, Leah was one of our very vocal ones over the last few weeks to get you on the show. So Leah says... Finally, what everyone has waited for to come back on the podcast. I'm already excited just thinking about this podcast. Definitely consider, like other listeners requested, putting Sari with Dez, but honestly, Craig would need to be on too. I just want to hear him talk up all hour. Uh, <laughs> only question I want to ask is what was Craig's most favourite interview from the Survivor Oz days? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? You can't ask. Oh, my gosh. You can't ask, Leah, you can't ask a fan. Okay. <laughs> so, you remember those di- Oh, no, this is, that's, that's, that was the queerest folk days. Okay, so... Oh, well, we can talk about that, to, too. We'll no, talk no, about that's everything that's else. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, um, I used to sneak, read, like, every week, like, every new post and stuff. Like, it was... Survivor Oz was my go-to at week when I needed to break away from my workload. Like, I would jump on Survivor Oz and read stuff. And I'd actually get pissed off with the website when you weren't updating enough <laughs> shit because I'd be like, God, just please, I just need a break. I need to get away. I used to read everything, everything. It was fantastic. I loved it. Um, and when I was auditioning for our season, I actually did go through and picked to listen to who did i listen to there was a it got to a few handful actually you poor I think son I having to listen jerry. to my voice that much no i listened it was fine it was fabulous like that was i never actually it wasn't actually until i started to go through the audition process for australian survivor that i actually went oh what's this podcast thing like i'll have a listen and I started to find my, you know, your history of podcasts and my favorite players and listen to them that I actually started to listen and go, oh, wow, this is actually really quite interesting. Why haven't I ever done this before? And I can remember listening to Jerry Manthe, um, Rob, obviously, um, I think, who the fuck out, Parvati, I listened to Parvati and just the honesty of them and still the honesty after the game, like, how some of them didn't, like, they played the game and you saw part of them and then they came out. That's what gave me this whole attitude of, I'm not going to fucking change just for a podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that, so yeah, I can't tell you how many I listened to between that, but it got to the point where I was just like, (laughs) yeah, listening to a lot of them and going, please give me more. It's like, (laughs) it's getting really close. I just need as much as you can give me. So, yeah, it was great. Um, 
Oh, I can't. I can't give you an answer to that because uh, Survivor Oz used to be like a Bible to me. And I used to, and I, well, I mentioned this last time we chatted with Andrew. Um, it used to, and I loved Top 10. I loved, goddamn, just the random stories of shit that you used to put up there of crap. I used to mentally debate going, no, that's not fucking right. This fucking happens. <laughs> but occasionally I actually, and I'm not, oh God, I actually commented on stuff. What was your username? Um, I, I knew a lot of those usernames off memory, who the ones yeah, who avoid well, okay, and who the cool. ones who... What was your username, Craig? Uh, it was probably my email, which was stagbeetle69. <laughs> um, so I need to I, find yeah, your I comment. Used to, yeah, Did I ever reply stuff, to you and be snarky and an arsehole to you? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, actually, I did... I did actually get a few comments because there was a few people that wrote some stuff about some episodes and I went them to town and went, are you fu-? like just the whole, you can't abuse that person. They're amazing. And it was just like, no, you fangirling that person totally underrates this person's game. And they were actually doing this. And this person did this and this and this and this and this and this. So don't underrate that person with just you fangirling that shit. Like fucking back off. So like it got like this is after like ages of reading to the point where I joined in going no I'm not going to settle for this my there's peeps that I love that aren't getting slandered by these dickhead comments like just just went to town you needed to become an Oslo Cray you needed to join the show I can't tell you what it was like but there was a few times and I actually got a bit nervous commenting thinking shit am I going to be judged for my opinion and then I was like screw that I I generally would never judge people's opinions because I was the last person to be able to judge opinions based on most of the opinions that I had that people hated me for so it was generally it was as, as, well, the one thing, actually, um, I don't know if you ever listened. I mean, I, you know, I wish I had money to give you back if you did listen to 33 hours worth of us ranking all the contestants. And the thing that... No, I never listened to that. I did actually look at the chart after you'd finished mm. and made comment personally going, oh, piss off. How did that person get there and that person got there and this and that? But I'm I've like, actually... I never listened to you. Well, I've actually... I've never chart. wanted to relive those 33 hours that I lost of my life until now. Because the... the the weirdest thing when we did them is that we didn't think anyone was going to listen to them. When we put them up and, like, one episode's, like, five hours long, we're like, no one's going to listen to this. It's not actually a survivor on, so why do they want to listen to us? Yeah. They probably became... And everyone went bunt. Oh, they, it was it was crazy. We I have people telling me still to this day, oh, I've listened to it, like, five times. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm listening yeah. to it now. I've two episodes in. Yeah. And I'm addicted. And I was fucking there. <laughs> I know how it ends. You know what? <laughs> I mean, if you... I mean, some of these... I mean... What I've found out is podcasts are actually better to listen to if you're going for a run or a walk Passes or doing time, just yeah. walking around the shopping center yeah. to listening to music because you can walk and I've done it walk around the pot uh, walk around the podcast walk <laughs> around the shopping center and then someone says something stupid and you piss yourself laughing yeah. and everyone looks at you going what the hell's he on yeah oh because you're not times. listening to music you're listening to you know. Ben say, oh, yeah, Amanda Kimmel's a dumb bitch, you know, that sort of shit, and just pitch yourself and go, no, she's not. <laughs> one, one thing I'll say, just on that, and I'll talk a little bit more about the end of the episode, but um, we're actually planning, because a lot of people would request us to update that list, because we only, we stopped that just yes. before Worlds Apart. Um, but we, we are going to be updating that. We've got five seasons since we've done it, so we've worked out a method how we can update the new players and the returning players into it. And, Craig, this is the first time I'm going to mention this on air, so this is a bit of a breaking news in some aspect. Ooh. After season four, after this current season of Australian Survivor, we will be ranking all four Australian Survivor seasons and doing a rankings list of all, I think, 70-something Australian Survivor players 
Wow. So you are going to be listening to an episode where we're going to rank you between one and 76 players. Where will you make it? Who knows? So um, Who knows? we're going to do a bit of a fun project after Australian Survivor. Just, uh, you know, and again, we are the podcast that includes season one and two as that happened. I know a lot of people want to forget they happened, but yeah. I think it's important on this to do something like that, you know, I cannot not rank Rob Dixon uh, on this no, anyway. Of course. But uh, so stay tuned. Of we'll, that. Thanks for the question there, though, Leah. Uh, Kelly, um, I, I I don't want to share email addresses here, but can I just say part of Kelly's email address is Kelly is the best. So I don't know if this is just somebody coming up with the name Kelly, or they really like themselves, but or maybe they're a huge fan of Kelly Wigglesworth. Probably that's going to be it. Uh, now Kelly says. <laughs> Oh god, this is this is from a different show, but I'm going to allow this question. Ding, marry, kill. These three choices: Craig, Jane Bright, Jonathan Lapalia, and Des Quilty. Who was the first one? Jane Bright. That's uh, Nicaragua Jane. Oh my god, I'd marry that bitch. <laughs> I'd marry that bitch. Root Lapalia and kill Des. <laughs> Sorry, Des, but I have to. I couldn't. I couldn't anyway. I couldn't let. I couldn't let that queen walk away without spending some good time with her. And obviously, everyone would root Lapalia. Oh, so that, was that the thing? Was it root Lapalia uh, or was it root? Ding, but we'll say root. Okay, cool. And. Um, yeah, sorry, Desi. <laughs> Des, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt uh, says, um, oops, forgot to put a question to Craig at the end of my last question, lol. Uh, maybe there's another one here that I haven't got to yet. You are one of my favourites from last year. Great personality, so fucking hilarious, and I would listen to you on a podcast for hours. You're going to get that wish at this rate here, Matt. Uh, some ca- Same category as Queen Sandra. Like her if you were on a pod... It must. It's a must listen for me. After all that praising, my question is: What's one thing you said in a confessional that didn't make it to air that you wished did, even if it wasn't appropriate for television? Oh my god, are you serious? Do you know how much my confessionals went for <laughs> that you saw like thirty <laughs> seconds of? I would be sitting in that spot for hours. Oh my god, probably. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. My um, description of Rowan, <laughs> for starters, um, after he joined Vival, that was a big one because everyone was like, oh, but don't you think he's beautiful? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? A lot of my confessionals had swearing in it where I'd get in trouble um, because I'd just go to town. Um, another, So my Rowan confessional where I sort of went, Rowan, oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> Second one was the when we had the True Tribe Challenge, which was the sandbag challenge, the endurance run around the ring mm-hmm. um, that they've done in Fans vs. Favorites 2. They started in Palau, that one. Yep. The run around the ring in the water, carrying the ship, pass it off if you're going to lose. Did that New Zealand one, actually, too, recently as well. Oh, they did, oh, of course. And then, so, when Sanapu brought the chickens... And said, oh, can we have some food for these chickens? And we went ballistic. Not ballistic verbally at the challenge, but I went off <laughs> my goddamn head when we get got back. I went off. They were saying, if you want us to use any of this, you need to start. And I was like, I can't stop swearing. I just need to goddamn go to town. That was, how fucking dare they? Who do they think they are? They can't come back and expect me to take their fucking chickens. They're killing us. They're fucking idiots. Fuck. 
I went to town for like half an hour until I stopped and breathed. And they went, are you all good? And I went, I think so. <laughs> oh, God, oh, I wish I had done it. It had one day on the other thing, the other thing, The other thing I'll say is that, which, which Phoebes has mentioned a few times as well, is there was a lot, not a lot, but just sort of camp life as me as well. Like my relationship with the Vavau chicken um, apricot was because she was obsessed with me and I was annoyed with her and got pissed off. So I'd take my frustrations out on her, not like physically, but just like, like instead of swearing at the people around me that were annoying me or just saying you're an idiot, piss off, I would say it to the chicken. So there was a lot of stuff that was not included of my relationship with the chicken, which everyone else found completely and utterly amusing and loved it because I would swear at her and abuse her and she'd come and hop on my lap or come and try to cuddle up to me. And I'd go, what are you doing? Just get away from me. And Phoebe's like, there was only one, I think one snippet, maybe a few that you actually saw that. And Phoebe's was like, Oh my God, that's ridiculous. There was even in the time that she was with us, there was so much of it that she said, you just, I wish that you guys got to see more. Are you just not a fan of chickens chicken. or is it? <laughs> no, 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 I love chickens. They're great. I mean, I don't like birds necessarily personally, but some birds, especially magpies, they're evil. They're the devil's children. <laughs> oh, and the emus. But um, other than that, no, the chicken was fine, but oh, 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 vomit in my mouth. Um, but no, it was just because... We were never going to kill her, and she was just a mole, and I just she was she was a vent for me or an outlet, and it was like the more I abused her, the more she loved me. Like she used to try to jump up on the bed next to me, and I'd go, "Go, what are you doing? Just go! Can everyone get her away from there?" Like, "Oh, she loves you, Craig. She loves you. She wants to cuddle," and I'd be like, "Bullshit! She's probably shitting in my shoes," you know that sort of shit. So, but you never saw it because wow. it was just me being me, and they were like, "Crap." We just can't edit that. We, <laughs> so, note, to, note to Channel yeah. 10, uh, please release all yeah. the extra scenes of Craig yeah. and the chicken. That's all yeah, we want. Much. That's all we want. It's, and just make sure it's rated yeah. so that they can put that on there. And it's at your discretion if you want to. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, Sally asks, if your tribe won the pick your tribe reward, who would have you picked Ooh. on your tribe? Oh, that's deep. These are great questions this week, people. These are good, guys. These are fantastic. Sally, right? Uh, Yes, it was. Sally, I haven't thought about this for a while, um, but, oh, my God. Because we were like, I mean, at that point, it was me, Sue, Andy, Kate, Sam, Connor, I believe. So, there's six of us. So... Gosh. Oh, and JL. So seven. Oh, my God. Um, definitely would have probably picked Lee. But then it's more about the communication when you get the people over there. Like, you pick a person and then you pick who they want. But at the same time, if, say, you picked Lee and he said, oh, I want L, you go, cool, they're together. Let's pick someone else so that they're not together anymore, which is sort of what happened when they were picking us to an extent, I think. Um, oh my God, I, I don't know. Like I personally would have picked, um, a strong one. I probably would have gone for Lee over Rowan because of just witnessing stuff. Rowan to me was like just more rebel (laughs) than Lee was. Um, I, this is, everyone's going to laugh their tits off when I say this. I actually probably would have said, let's pick Phoebe. Wow. 
um, simply because in either I probably actually would have put, picked Lee Phoebe and L. There you go. Because um, I had a thing like just you just have a vibe about people, and then if I think about Sanapu, um, I had a thing for Flick, but just. If you don't know her, there's there's sometimes things about her you just go, what? And there was times when I really liked her out there, but then when I was frustrated, I just wanted to throw sand in her eyes. Um, so it's very specific there, Craig. Sinapu, yeah, oh, well, I may as well be blunt. But um, out of Sanapu, the only one I wanted to work with at that point in time was Flick. So. If we were picking four or making four, that would have been the four that I would have swung for, the lead L and the Phoebes and Flick from Sanapu. And that, and it's funny because Flick would have ended up being, you know, the JL from our tribe being going over and the Slaughter Land. But at the same time, her coming over, it would have been for me to try to work with. And, and I, besides Andy on our tribe at that moment, no one else really was... <laughs> You know, but at the same time, I mean, I believe if we were put in that sense and they were, they asked us like, um, okay, you can either be on, stay where you are or go elsewhere and make your decision. Um, I believe Connor would have stayed with us, but I actually do believe that we would have, um, that Sam probably would have walked. Sam would have walked to the, to the other mat and that would have been a massive, massive thing because I actually do believe he would have walked. So um, he wouldn't have stayed with us because he had too many t- um, ties on the other tribe, and I think he would have gone. Mm. Love these what-if scenarios. Good question, Sally. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, we've got another Craig here, Craig Lowe. Uh, Craig says, thanks for putting the name Craig to legend status on Australian Survivor. When you get back to the <laughs> island, I hope that bitch doesn't steal your idol again. Uh, now, this it's is right. another one. Of the, you're going to love this one because, again, you've got to think of the depths of a million contestants from around the world, apparently. I'm so glad that we only ever focus on, like, the US version, our version, New Zealand every now and then. It's not like, who from Israeli Survivor do you? <laughs> like, imagine if you oh, had to cover all from that. from South Africa. Yes, all those. Uh, if you were playing an Australia versus USA season, which three Australian players do you want on your season and which three American players do you want on your season? Also... Which two Australian and American players do you want on your season for filler? And to be so, basically, they're asking for five Australians and five Americans to play. Two of whom you want to be booted off first. Oh my god, this is insane! <laughs> you guys are such insane questions. Like I've had to lie down because my brain. He's crazy. literally lying down. Um, He's. I am on top of Craig right now. It's fun. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yes, um, but yes, Australia. Shit. See, these questions, like, uh, these questions are amazing. You've got to give me time to think. And, I mean, on a podcast, it's like, oh, fucking hell. Like, <laughs> this is where I need to start sending our guests the that's, questions. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> this, just, this just makes me think of, like, three of my favorites and three of my non-favorites, which is stupid because if if being a fan and being a player, so this is, this is, this is my answer to the question. So being a fan and being a player, if I ever got the chance to play again, I want to play with people that I love. Oh, not love. Don't get me wrong. Cause I'd want to slit their throats, <laughs> but play with people that I'd want to play with, but also play with in the sense of my season, people that at points I didn't think got to play enough. 
if that makes sense. So, you know, um, you know, say like Bianca from my season, mm-hmm. I've met her and yeah, she was taken out early, unfortunate with stuff, you know, whatever the fans' opinions are of her, et cetera, et cetera. She's a mega fan. So if I had the option of picking, it's that sort of, and I was, you know, if I was guaranteed, they're the sort of people that I think about because I mean, I'm also, you know, a pre-merge boot. So I think of pre-merge people. So I, I don't know that, that question's insane. Loaded. I, I'm flustering. Like it's so, it's so in depth, but I mean, okay, let me, let me answer like this. Um, if I ever played on the US version, who would I want to play with? Oh my God. Now you're making me think Todd, Todd Herzog. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Um, I've always had a thing for Amanda Kimmel, but I hear she's turning into a weirdie. She's married now. She's had a baby on her Twitter. She's if you got, follow her on she Twitter. She has had a baby. I've seen that. Yeah. Congratulations, um, Sari, Amanda. Absolutely. Sari, absolutely my queen. Um, oh my God. Vana. Oh my God. Who else would I play with? Like there's, there's so that's, that's, I mean, you can't, you can't ask a fan to pick, <laughs> um, Five, five, like no, three. Well, three, and then there was two that you want to be voted out first. Two that you want to vote out first. No, that's silly. Oh my god, I think we got. I think we got a good gist there. Stupid question. (laughs) Ask me another one. I'm sorry. Sorry, Craig. That's good. It was good. That was so. Uh, All right, let's move. This this one's (laughs) an interesting one. Chloe Jane Curtis. Uh, Chloe says. I don't know why some of these questions turn into about me. Craig, if Ben Waterworth was playing Survivor, I hear that guy's a wanker, uh, how long would you <laughs> give him in the game? Would you be- boot him first or give him six days and become the Billy Garcia of the season of surprise us and let him go deep? <laughs> I love how I'm getting compared to Billy Garcia. Hashtag bring back Billy. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to fall in love with the Candace. Um, <laughs> People who listen to this show, us? Craig, know that that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, um, well, see, you fans, honestly, I love the questions. Would you that you ask these things that are crazy? Okay, so do you want me to be brutally honest? Uh, of course, or I do. do. Me to I wouldn't like, expect anything well, different course, from but you. Like that's what, that, but that's what I mean. Like Ben, I don't know how you play. Like. <laughs> You can't judge, but like, yeah, true. If you were out there and you're a dick in the first couple of days, shit, bitch, you're gone. But at the same time, you could be a goat. So, you know, I might play you along, but at the same time, if you, you're going to get to a point where you're worthless, you slit the throat. So, I don't know, Ben. Do you want to be a goat or a lamb or are you going to be a player? But at the same time, if you become a player and... You you know you know this knowledge of the game because trust me if you got out there and you started throwing names about or throwing oh I know this and I I mean you Ben if you walked into the game you're a target straight away because you got so much knowledge of people in the game and situations but that doesn't emphasize how you would do if you actually played the game because that's completely two different stories so you could walk into the game and everyone would go oh my god, it's him, that bitch, that Oz guy, that podcast bitch. You know, well, that's what I would be doing. And, um, it's on my, it's on my know, business oh, that's card. him. He's, he's spoken to everyone. Oh my god, he's friends with Neil. I like, let's fucking get John Carroll's with him. Like, oh my god, let's fucking get rid of him, you know? Um, oh my god, you know, T, T-Bird from Africa. Oh my god, they're besties. So let's just fucking get rid of him now. So you'd walk out. But then at the same time, within a few days, if that wouldn't have been a goddamn few days it would have been within 24 hours everyone would just go uh yeah uh you've either got game or you haven't by then and if you haven't got game by then hey babe you could make it 
merge. You could make it deep just simply because no one thinks you know what you're doing because, you know, yeah, you might be the guy with all this knowledge and all these, you know, name drops and hashtags, but you don't really know what you're doing and they're tagging you along. So another deep question with so many elements, it's not even funny. Good job, Chloe. Well done. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, if I could live up to the uh, the high status of Billy Garcia, if I make it to Survivor, I would be very thrilled. Oh, so again, hashtag bless. bring back Billy. Uh, Saxon says, oh my Lord, these questions. If you had to spend 100 days playing Survivor... In brackets, he's putting food isn't a problem, proper built shelter huts, and clothing is anything you wish. Family. Oh. Okay, hang on. This is this is a really tricky. Oh, weird. Let me just rephrase this. Okay, okay. Go if you had to it. spend 100 days playing Survivor, and tribal councils yeah. happen every seven days, who would you most likely to play with for this length of time, and who couldn't you stand to be around for 14 weeks? Now, I just want to go back to his point in the brackets here that says food isn't a problem, proper built shelter huts. Clothing is anything you wish. Family visits occur twice during the season for the length of the time. Saxon, I have been doing this show for close to six years. This could be the most interesting slash complicated, most unique question I have ever received. That is incredibly thought out, Saxon. Good job. <laughs> so pretty much Saxon's asking me who which If you survivor played Survivor for a hundred days <laughs> who would you most like to go with for a hundred yeah. days? I think he could have just capped it at that. He has gone into specific detail. On the seventh day it will be sunny. On the thirteenth day a slight shower will occur at three PM. Uh who would you oh most want to play for a hundred days and who would you not be able to stand? For a 14 yeah, pretty months. much. Saxon, because he would come up okay, with so many so, questions like this. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so Saxon's pretty much asking me, <laughs> which Survivor fans or players do I want to go on a holiday with? Basically, um, 100 okay. days. So, <laughs> which ones do I want to go on a holiday? Is he talking about my season? Well, we're There's no specific. I don't even know next. if he necessarily okay, means I, Survivor I players. This, I don't even know yeah. them. So, let's, let's, let's go with, I'll go with, I'll say, from my season, I'd spend 100 days with... Uh, Flick or Phoebe. Mm-hmm. And on new season, I would spend 100 days with Annalise and Pete. There you go. And who couldn't you stand for to be around for 100 days? Oh, that could tarnish my return. <laughs> um. <laughs> just say me. <laughs> oh, look, I'll just put out, and I'm probably going to cause up some major turmoil here. Probably say... I like the guy, but he grates on me, and that's Luke Toki. Ah, okay. There you go. All right. <laughs> Saxon, hats off, mate. That's a great question. That, that, dude, that was an insane question. <laughs> and don't, don't let's be a trend. Please, next week, can we not get a few on the 17th day of the next month of the lunar cycle? Um, Jean. Jean says, yay, Craig, thank you for coming on. We all have been waiting for this for ages. Who on this season would be the most difficult for you to have played with and who would be your Susie Q or Andrew? Well, you kind of sort of answered that just uh, with Luke there, did you not, with who would be the most difficult? Yeah, uh, Luke, Luke probably would be, actually, um, <clears throat> just simply because I think he looks fun and everything, but I just think after a while, I mean... From what I get, he's he's playing well, and he's just getting that cocky attitude. And I've never liked that attitude. 
I've never liked the cockiness. I hated that about Sanapu. Like, I used to go off about that cocky attitude on Sanapu. So, to have a player on my tribe doing that, it would have been red-eyed for me, like the red cloak to a bull in a matador. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to deal with Luke for too long. But, um, and there was the second part. What was the second part? The second part, part was, was who would be your Susie Q or Andrew? Oh, okay. Well, my Andrew Andrew was the bitch that I didn't necessarily trust or had a vibe about. Definitely would be AK, and I'd have to say it'd be Sarah, just simply because I would... It would probably be Sarah, actually, because AK, you could read like a book, I think. Um, but Sarah would be the one where you'd be going, I want to work with you, but something's wrong. You're doing... Like, you could just feel the vibe with her. And then my Susie Q... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think anyone could live up to my nice. Susie Q, to tell you Susie. the truth. No way. <laughs> Not my sweet cheeks. <laughs> Absolutely. Good Good question, though, Gene. Thanks, though. Here's a left-of-field one. This is one you don't have to think about. You're going to get... Oh, no, you're going to smile on this one here, Craig. Ruth Marie says, As a big fan of Pokemon, who is your favourite Pokemon of all time? How many Pokemons have you managed to catch lately? And did you attend the Pokemon conventions and tournaments at the Brisbane Convention Exhibition Centre this year? I didn't attend the conventions at the Brisbane Exhibition Centre. Favourite has to be Mudkip. I'm a complete ground Pokemon trainer and I love them, <laughs> but do like to throw other... Look at me being a nerd. And do like to love... Uh, love. Do like to throw other random favourites or spins into my team, so don't ever expect a full six-on-six six ground battle. <laughs> um, and what was the third bit? Uh, what? Uh, how many Pokemon have oh, you managed to catch lately? Oh my god, are you serious? Um, I keep picking up um, Sun and Moon lately, um, just randomly to play and everything, but I've got so many, bitch. I've got so many, you can't even count. Like, <laughs> I've got cartridges, girl, cartridges <laughs> of Pokemon that are sitting there with nicknames and fan moves and shinies and all that sort of shit. So, yeah, just, you don't know me. <laughs> I, I, I recently actually found my black and white Game Boy pocket with Pokemon Red in it, and I was like, what the fuck's oh, this doing god. there? So... Yeah, I was a Mewtwo that man. Work? Mewtwo was my favourite. Uh, you know, because I'm I'm just that guy. Uh, Rachel Harper, did we? No, I thought we already had. No, this is. Oh, okay. I was wondering why her name sounded familiar. Thanks, Ben, for not saying my recap requests were rubbish last week. Much appreciated. You're welcome, Rachel. Uh, my only request this week is get Craig back on the podcast to talk about season thirty-five. We're getting again requests. You're on the damn show. Um, if you were at the final. Tribal, I'm pretty sure we might have had this question when you were on with Andrew, refresh my memory. If you're in the final Tribal Council and you had to vote for Lee and Christy, who who would have you voted for there? And she also adds, uh, what would have your jury question have been? Oh, uh, nah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I think the jury question is the heat of a moment. Uh, I couldn't even think, like, after you walk down that jungle pass, the jury it just, it, it, I, I don't know. You need to be I, there. Oh, and you need to be there to have the, you know, the um, build up of it. I think the jury villa helps with your jury question. Um, and the whole Lee and Christy thing, I do think that I would have um, personally gone for Lee. In the situation, um, I don't know how much that Christy could have possibly swayed me. 
because I do think she did well at that final, but also having played with her um, possibly pretty much well, um, besides, you know, it, when she was original, like I've, I, in that two tribe stage, if I followed her into the merge and then got voted out into the jury, I would think I would have had more of a bird's eye or more of a knowledge of her in that sense to make a different view. Um, but in the same sense, that can be reversed as I never played with Lee, like never met him in Samoa. So, um, yeah, tough questions, guys. Well done, Rachel. Good job. Now, this one isn't a question. This is just a comment here from Wesley. Uh, Wesley says, Craig is not just my favorite castaway from last year, but a true Aussie hero. The encouragement of Sue in the challenge <laughs> was so amazing. Well done. There you go. Thanks, Thanks, Wesley. Uh, Nathan K, did you talk to... Oh, no, sorry, that... Oh, no, that's that one's directed at me. That's about the AK situation. I'll get to that one, Nathan. I'll answer that one separately uh, when we close it out. Um, I will just say, yes, AK and I have spoken, but, uh, yeah, I'll touch more on that at the end of the episode. Uh, Sarah Pewterschmidt. Uh, what a name, Pewterschmidt. That is... That, I just want to keep saying that name over again, Pewterschmidt. Um... This okay. This is similar to the whole ding, marry, kill one. Kiss, slap, or hug the following players of Survivor. Now, Sarah's Sasha's literally given me here like twelve players. Okay, so I'm guessing I'm just going to say a name here, and you have to tell me: Would you kiss, slap, or hug them? This will be the easiest way of doing it. Yeah, right, Amy from this season. I'm guessing. Oh, Amy, totally kiss that bitch. Yeah, who wouldn't? Uh, Joan, remember her? Oh my god, don't. I was so going for Joan. I like Joan. I feel so gutted that she went first. Poor bitch. Oh my god. She would have been a queen, I reckon. I seriously, I'm gutted. I can't, I'm not even, I'm just out of respect to Joan. I'm not answering to her. You can't say that about her first boot. Um, because I had so much um, desire to see her play further. And I, yeah. I'm not answering. Sorry, girl. I'm not answering that over, Joe. Well, we'll move over to Peter. Uh, would you kiss, slap, or hug, Peter? Oh, I'll totally patch that bitch with tongues. <laughs> what about Dez? <laughs> oh, God, slap it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have. Cat. I'm going to go with your cat and not Cat of Dawson. I'm going to assume your season's cat. Oh, our cat. So, slip. Slap, kiss, slap, or hug. hug. Uh, I'll give her a hug. Her a hug? Probably then slap her because she'd probably touch me up. <laughs> Andrew, would you kiss, slap, or hug Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> no, she deserves a slap. <laughs> I, I noticed you guys have you met in person. I know when we had you on the show earlier this year, you, had, you live like what oh, ten yeah. minutes down the road. You never met. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love that bitch. Like I love him to town, but it's just like he's one of the ones we like, said to you like. You you meet up after you meet after the game and you go oh my god you're amazing and then you watch the game when it's on TV or whatever and just go you little prick. <laughs> 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 um, and then you meet up with them and you have a laugh and go you little prick. And he goes I'm sorry I didn't I'm like oh, screw you and I'm like oh well god, now I know who you are. <laughs> Till you're back out there playing all stars. Um, kiss slap yeah. or hug Christy. <sighs> slap her. <laughs> Phoebe. <laughs> Oh, pat her deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got some American ones here. Uh, Jeff Varner. I'd hug Jeff Varner. Yeah. I did hug Jeff Varner. There's a thing for you. Oh, well, screw you. Yeah, well, and on the next one Good. here, Monica and Brad Culpepper. Oh, 
Oh, fuck that. Do we have a kill? No. Oh, wow. You're not a Cole Pepper fan? <laughs> oh, my God. No, thank I you. I got a kiss on the cheek by Monica Cole Pepper. It's one of my life highlights. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, yeah, now you hate me. I'm a, I won't poster. talk about my Cole Pepper love. No, I don't hate. No. Oh, boy. What about you know, Rupert? Cole Pepper love. Kiss, slap, or hug Rupert? Um, <laughs> are we talking about season one, uh, first and second turn Rupert or third, fourth, and seventh turn Rupert? 700th um, Rupert. Uh. No, I definitely have to cuddle. Definitely have to cuddle Rupert. Uh, Andrew Savage. Oh. Oh, is his wife there? Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you know what? I'd bloody kiss Savage. I'm sure you're down for that. Um, Aubrey. Can we friend? Am I able to add in friends? That's, you like, can totally hug friends, be friends can't you? Aubrey. Like hug friends? Yeah, yeah, well, no, like like besties. Yeah, can we add besties? <laughs> and the last one here, Sari. Oh, are you kidding, Mary? Mary. <laughs> We've got five <laughs> options there. Add that. Uh, thanks, Sasha. I love your name. Sasha Pewterschmidt. I, w- I would marry oh. a Pewterschmidt, even though I don't generally change my last yet. name. But uh, Now, um, exactly. our dear friend Granny Survive, I'm going to save you again to last, Granny, because you have sent like 400 questions here, so we'll get back to you. Um, oh, they're going to be quick-fire questions for Granny, and she always needs to be saved to last, because bless us, cotton little socks. Um, Richard says, uh, well, the mutiny twist was just a repeat of last year's Sue's kidnapping twist Right, lol, what a production going to alter slightly next year. And again, the same tribe being outnumbered is the one losing a member. Ha ha, how history repeats itself. That's an interesting point. It kind of was like Sue, I guess, last year. They just slapped a mutiny badge on it, did they not? Yeah, sort of, in a sense. But, I mean, I wasn't there for the Sue mutiny, but I did watch it. But at the same time, yeah, pretty much. Mm. It's like that lifesaver thing at the end of it. But, um... You know, if they do it again, let's see what they, which card they pull out because they've got to try it differently next time. Otherwise, people will start to spot it. Yeah, true. Thanks, Richard. Uh, another Matt here. Um, this one's an interesting one. I think I've got the non-eliminating episodes figured out. Hear me out. Sue kidnapping equals this year's mutiny slight altered. We obviously just had that one. Last year's double tribal saving Nick. This year's two saves with Tara and Elise. Super Idol Reward equals last year's reward challenge at final six. So, fingers crossed, last non-elimination episode is the merge to last year's first swap pick your own tribe reward. Otherwise, production has a new non-eliminating episode set up for post-merge, meaning four trials when tribals, I'm guessing that means, where nobody goes home to last year's three. Production is going to run out of ideas to change the non-boot episodes up by season six, lol. Uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of touched that before in terms of the fact that, yeah, I think we've finally run the course with the non-elimination episode, so we should really get f- smooth sailing now for the rest of the... You're laughing at that one. <laughs> I, I'm, Confusing. I'm still trying to... <laughs> what? That was a, that was a, a comment I basically comparing the twist to last year's twist. This is insane. I, this, like, this might sound offensive to our listeners, Craig. I didn't know our listeners were this smart. <laughs> I, no, not even that, like... Oh my god, I didn't know that there was so much insanely incredible fan base out there that can that think about this shit as much as I do, you know what I mean? Well, like, Stag Beetle 69, oh god, you found is, all your friends. Oh, <laughs> stop it. 
Yeah, I, I better watch myself. Pretty I much, saw you in that uh, show reel that you get angry in a police room. Oh, no. That's <laughs> I loved good. her. That's Why okay. would I do that? Uh, <laughs> Shut up. All right. Granny Survivor. Now, bear with me. Okay, let's go. Let's. This is the last one because Survivor. Granny's let's got about 300 up. questions here, which are going to be quick fire yeah. questions like we've done in a lot of these. Okay, but she, right. she waffles on a little bit at the start. Let's hear her out. I'm going to read this word for word. Hello, dears. Oh, this is my biggest week yet with questions, having annoyed this poor dear with my request for many weeks to get my beloved Craig on this podcast, and I'm sure many other loyal listeners are too. Oh, and Ben, dear, let us know if Craig has broken the record for most questions over Des. That is a good one there, Granny. It's very even. Yours might push it over the edge because you've asked so many questions in your questions. So I might say that, yes, Craig has broken the record. Push it over the edge. Good job, Granny. Um, Firstly, dears, I want to say how I was brought to tears watching you encourage Sue in one of the challenges. That was my all-time favourite challenge moment and what made me love you so much, dear. Oh, doesn't everyone need someone like you on their tribe? Sorry, Ben, if I was on a tribe with you and Craig, your history. Thanks, Granny. Uh, I will destroy you if you voted out Craig. You think Jane Bright putting out the fire was bad. I would burn your clothes and not vote you out, but keep you around to suffer. Just kidding, dears, or am I? Can I just say, Granny, if you burnt my clothes and I was walking around naked, the audience would suffer, not the people around the camp as well. Uh, if you are on an... Oh, no, they've got blur tactics. <laughs> they need a lot for me. Uh, if you are on an all-stars season, dear, and you will be, make sure not to Francesca out our dear old Des. You can pull you can put Christy or Phoebe out first for all I care, dear, because Des needs to be the first needs to be the first boot to make it far. I would love to see you pair up Craig with one of his favourites for a recap, dear. He was a loyal follower of Survivor Oz. He needs to love. Who am I kidding, dear? I just want to see him recapping with the likes of Sari or T Bird. I hope Craig is up to the task, dears, because I have been preparing these questions for many weeks in anticipation of his return to the podcast. So buckle up, dears. We're in for quite a ride. I want to get to these in just a second. That's so sweet, though. I, that's Bless. Bless you, I Granny. Know. Oh, my God, Granny. That is, that is... Who the hell is Granny? Like, seriously. This person, they send me in questions every week, and, like, people, I think, think this is me making this up. I'm not that articulate yeah. in my writing, all right? That's why I don't work for a newspaper anymore. Like, that is... That is really great writing and I would honestly love to know who this hell this granny survivor is um, I think it's fantastic and oh my god to have someone oh, see that's what that makes this worth it granny I'm just going to tell you to you, you, you sort of made me emotional during that just like just simply because we don't do this I personally didn't do this to get this sort of reaction um this was because I was a fan that wanted to do something that I've been watching since I was 15 years old. And I was like a kid in a candy store the entire time. And I went in there just to be myself and knew I couldn't hide myself because I was just so crazy and knew that from the start. Production knew it from the start and they respected it and they put me in such a good light and you didn't see as much as I gave, but they gave you enough to make you give these reactions. And, um, it just, it just overwhelms me. It overwhelms me coming from the person that I am to have you guys even listening to this and have all these questions in that. It is just, it honestly is very overwhelming. And it's not until this situation that I get like this, because I just sort of brush it off and, you know, 
yeah, I still, you know, you walk into the shopping center and people scream and go, oh, this, oh my God, you're Craig, or just some random person, like, I went to get a goddamn sausage from a sausage sizzle the other day, <laughs> and this guy turned around and went, have we worked together before? And I went, no. And he goes, oh, okay, because you, you, you're very familiar. And I went, oh, okay, where do you think I've worked with you before? And he goes, did you work in this? And he said something. And I went, no, nah, sorry, man, I've never worked there. And he went, oh, okay. Then I walked away. I was eating my sausage roll. And in the middle of the crowd, he just turns around, turns around clicks his finger, points at me and went, you, Australian survivor, <laughs> you were on there. And I went, yeah. And everyone just swung around. And then he screamed at his mate who was dealing with napkins or something and went, Jono, you should have picked him up. You should have seen him. And Jono turns around and goes, oh, my God, it really is you. <laughs> Holy shit. And I just went, can I just eat my sausage? Everyone's staring at me like... So, Granny, it's fantastic, and thank you so much for the love. Beautiful um, words. I Granny. hope I can give your twelve hundred seventy thousand questions. She's got twelve, but I'm going <laughs> to go through these quick parts. We when people send multiple. All right, some of these are a little bit more in depth, but all right. What this is number one. What has been your most hated experience watching Survivor Deer? Can range from a favorite player being voted off to a very horrible player you hated watching. That's an interesting question. Oh, that's digging up questions. Granny, are we talking... Are we going to stick to Australian Survivor or are we going to stick to Survivor in general? Um, let's Make go with... quick G- to Australian? Oh, yeah, okay, Australian. Be quicker. No, Australian oh, no, quick. We've, we've got some American ones coming okay. up, so I think, yeah, okay, cool. Australian. Um, I actually, in the first time I've got... I mean, besides our season, I mean, I... Uh, got emotional a few things but that's mine so i'll talk about this season as i said before i actually got emotional about ben getting kicked out because i thought he was just thrown under the bus way too much than he should have thrown under the bus and i don't believe as um a person you need to throw a person under that bus so much in the sense of characters which i'll say openly over all survivor seasons i particularly do not like arrogant males and everyone loves him i hate him russell hands Boom. Uh, wow, okay. Uh, what was the worst... Not because of none of his game, the arrogance. No, no, no I, I, I understand that. I just, I, I, um, I don't know what I'm thinking. Just ignore me for a I second. I just a full stop. I, had, I hadn't heard Russell's name in a while. It's weird. I'm okay, like, cool. You know, for some reason, that just, it just threw me there. Uh, what was... Why did it... Shut up, Ben. What was the worst <laughs> ever move made in Survivor history? Oh, my God, Granny. It's a fucking stick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because I just love that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I'll go with that. Um, I'll go with it's a fucking stick. If you could put your... Not from Eliza. From bloody... Aussie and Jason. <gasps> Jason. Jason believing yeah. it. Right, okay. Jason believing it. What a twat. If you, <laughs> you sound like Kathy Slackman all of a sudden. If you could put yourself on any two American Survivor seasons, which two, dear? Oh, fuck. I would love to have played in Second Chance mm-hmm. and an original season because they always stick. Oh, see, I said Second Chance and Micronesia. I love Palau. Um, so we're not Palau the season, but Palau the location. The location. Right. Um, so either I would have loved to play in Palau or Micronesia just simply for the location. So that, oh, 
Fuck no, Granny. That's a question. God, too much fangirling. I'm I'm now thinking of China and the Philippines. And God, get the next question. Uh, well, do you think they could get easier? Uh, if you were stuck on a tribe with these players, what happens with your gameplay, dear? So you're on a tribe here with Sari, Jane, T Bird, Parvati, Brad, AK, Phoebe, Luke, and Dez. That is a tribe oh. and a half. Shit, okay. Wow. Brad Culpepper goes first. Just saying. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Ben. Brad. Brad Culpepper's out. Ugh. Um, Go again. So Brad Culpepper's so Brad's out. Brad's gone. So you got three Jane, T-Bird, Parvati, AK. Are we talking Nicaragua Jane, yeah? Yes, that would be, yes. Okay, she's an alliance, so keep going. So uh, T-Bird, Parvati, uh, AK, Phoebe, Luke, oh. and Dez. Okay, so this is you, you're making me fangirl for a second because I wouldn't believe that I was on a goddamn tribe with Sari, Jane, and T Bird. So I'd have to align with them and would totally. Um, Phoebe and AK would be teaming up because um, they're the same sort of a player and they'd have to go and probably love to challenge the Americans. Dez would walk around like a crazy chicken, so he would obviously be the split vote. <laughs> um, it would probably end up being me, Suri, Jane, and T-Bird taking out Phoebe, AK, and Dez just simply because. And then, even though I love my queen, I'd have to take her out because she's too full on. And then it would be my decision between, shit, who do I take to the end, T-Bird or Jane? But you can't take... Oh, well, no, shit, they're both the mature age women, so shit. What's, what's Parvati doing? Parvati's just chilling, Oh, she? shit, Parvati. I mean, she's lying <laughs> getting a tan on Exile Island. <laughs> So, oh, see, no, she'd be a queen. She'd bloody form over with Phoebes and bloody AK and Dez, and then would have a challenge on you, wouldn't we? So then it would come down to goddamn immunities and fucking individual bullshit, wouldn't it? God, this is getting deep. Next question. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, what was... Okay, this one's this one's a bit of a fun one. So put it, to put this into context, Dez gave some really fun stories about what was happening pre-game, and Kylie kind of elaborated a little bit on that last week. So this question, what was your pre-game experience like for you, dear, after the flight to the island and any contact with anyone in the pre-game Ponderosa camp, Dez gave a fantastic rundown, dears, and I hope can Craig can give us his. I mean, look, we'll be here all day. I mean, is there any a particular oh, anything in particular that memorable? Because Dez kind of told us the fantastic story about being pretty much kidnapped in a blackened van and spending his days yeah. in a Samoan hotel room watching um, aerobics all oh, yeah. style with Samoan people. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much in lockdown. You have no communication with anyone and you're there for quite a long time. Um, unless you're doing some filming or something like that, you're, you're pretty much locked down. Um, the only time you see people is if you're going to this filming stuff to do certain filming or just interviews or whatever um, and you sort of see someone in passing, they're very, it's very strict. Trust me, it's very, it's it's military. Um, I saw Matt a few times and got a weird vibe from him. Um, just, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it's what Des probably told you is pretty much exactly what it was like. Yeah. Um, lockdown, you don't go anywhere. I did a lot of colouring in. <laughs> I actually read the whole, um, I read Jurassic Park. Oh, good choice. From Michael Crichton before I went in. Best book of all um, time. Oh, fantastic. And then I actually read Lost World when I got out. Um, oh. And then uh, I can read very fast. But I did a lot of colouring in, um, ate a lot. Um and I, oh my God, shit, I just had something to say and I forgot what to say about it. Colouring in, read a lot, ate a lot, pretty much I think that was it. 
Oh, and used to sit down with, I had a diary, no, just a book, and I wrote down 55 days, and I used to go, I was going through it thinking, okay, when are we going to, like, and trying to fit 24 people into 55 days, and how often we'd get, go to tribal, and how often they could possibly, so I was trying to scatter, categorize in a calendar of when events could happen and things could happen so yeah clever i like it need to get you back yeah. on one day to talk more about Jurassic park because that's kind of like um you know my gay marriage vote i won't oh, shut up about that hello. <laughs> greatest thing of all time Love. um who <laughs> who is the most beautiful player of all time dear other than your handsome self oh oh bless oh shit are you granny survivor craig or <laughs> Are you sending these questions talking in? about myself? <laughs> oh God! Um, shit! I, that I can't answer that. I'll have to come back to that one at some stage. I have to t- like email you or something, and t- you can email Granny and say <laughs> Craig came up there, and I'll send you some photos because I've got to look back through. God, this been just God. Are you sitting, kidding me? I can't ask a fifteen-year-old boy to go through the last what. 17 years of love crushes and gone, pick your favourite. Come on now. Um, this, that's obviously similar to one of our final fives. We asked who is the sexiest contestant. Uh, who is the worst player of all time, dear, that you just wanted them off your screens ASAP? See, I think that comes down to a season, mm. not an individual player. Well, let's start with season one. <laughs> Borneo, Australia, Africa. Oh, shit. Uh, how about Ben just randomly pick one or two seasons and ask me? All and right, let's go with uh, Vanuatu and Millennials vs Gen X. Nice spread there. Vanuatu and what? And Millennials vs Gen X. Oh shit! Okay, Millennials versus Gen X. Sunday, mm-hmm. and what was the first Vanuatu. one? Shit. Vanuatu. Oh, fuck. Oh. What was that dumbass, cute little boy that tried to just slaunch around? Uh, oh, there's like about three of those. Uh, John uh, no, Pelliock, uh, John uh, Brady John. Finter, wasn't it? John. Was it Brady Finter? It was John. John Pelly, no, it, right. yep. it was not Brady. No, not Brady. Brady wasn't the last cute boy that was out. Before oh, it was John. No, John Pelly was. Boys. Yeah, yeah. No, because I there's who yeah. was the first? That was John Kenny, wasn't it? There was two Johns. Yes, yeah. yes. I always get those three mixed up. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were in an All Star season, who are you most hoping to see again? I'm going to guess that's Australian Survivor. Uh, if it was Australian Survivor, I'd love to see. Are you talking my season? Which I'll just chuck a couple. Of, I'd love to see Evan again. Um. Next, this season's currently on. I'd love to see Annalise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, this is, again, I think we, we touched mainly on this uh, back with Andrew, but, th- I mean, look, you've met people between now and then, I'm guessing. Is there any contestant from your season that you have not personally met? Um, yes, there is, actually. <clears throat> I haven't personally met Matt Tarrant. I haven't personally met... I actually think he might be the only one. Oh, right. Oh, my God. Wow. Come on, Matt. Fly over to Queensland. Port Adelaide are out of the finals now. You've got nothing else to do. Come on. <laughs> I actually think he's the last one. There you oh go. Oh, my God. I think he is. Wow. 
You got to tick it off the list there, Craig. You got to tick it off. Um, is is Susie Q the survivor goddess we all believe her to be? She is absolutely and utterly fantastic. Um, you have no idea how strong that woman is. The stories that she can tell in a hut when you're getting pissed down on rain, and the conversations I still have with her now. Um, she was fantastic for that show. Um, oh God. You know, you might need to put in. I'd love like to get her met, on this show. I've never, never spoken to Sue. To. I, I think you I need, need to get to. you to put in a sweetener for me there. I don't know how long. I don't know if she would last for almost three hours, but <laughs> she is fantastic. And when I had not seen her since I walked down that jungle path, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I didn't see her again until February, when we went over to Perth to do the Rottnest swim. And when I saw her, she and I just like locked on and I cuddled her and this emotion just came out where it just was intense. Like it was just insane. And I almost burst into tears. She almost burst into tears. It almost went absolutely like ridiculous because there was so much unfinished emotional business that we had not been able to physically see each other or what like. You know, it, it was insane. It was just one. It was insane. I've never had a moment like that, and I just love that woman. Absolutely love her, and I respect her so much. And God, I love that woman. We love hearing that. Um, now, obviously, we had you. The first time we had you on the show was for a Game Changers uh, episode. I think it was very at the beginning too, wasn't it? So she asked you, "What were your thoughts on Game Changers as a as a whole season?" She's got a <laughs> comment which I'll add after your answer. All right. Um, I did love Game Changers. Um, I was in the beginning questionable about um, some of the characters or some of the players they chose to put on Game Changers because I personally didn't pick the, you know, Game Changer aspect of their game. Uh, But obviously, Jeff Probst corrects you with hard steel iron opinion of why (laughs) they were chosen and don't you judge me. Um, But... Yeah, I didn't know why they were picked. and I. But at the same time, I thought that it worked out absolutely fantastic. It was one of those seasons that went really good, and it was on par to me as second chance. I, I think this is the least he tried to defend it. Like, generally, he'll kind of have semi-all-right uh, arguments for people to come back. I feel this season he just gave up. I think he got to, like, you know, Haley's like, yeah, Haley's a game-changer because next question. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, now, uh, yeah. Grady Survivor added here, uh, I wanted to throw my cup of tea at the wall when I read an interview with Jeff saying, dears, that what happened to Sari was actually a dream come true for producers. No, Jeffrey, what happened to Sari was the worst thing for Survivor. And I hope it doesn't repeat. <laughs> Yo, look, Craig's got... There's a shocked look on his face right now. <laughs> that was butchery. That was absolutely the most... I think, see, that's where... Um, oh, I was gobsmacked. That was like they... They put all these elements into their game to make it happen. Um, but unfortunately... <sighs> I think, in a sense, maybe they deliberately do it, but they let the end date hashtag of those idols and game moves and everything end all at the same time. And it just ends up happening with, obviously, you can pass this on, you can pass this on, that you're going to get to a point where they all, um, you know, damn wall it or they bunch up where they can't go anywhere. Mm. And unless you use them and... 
clearly they knew that there was a possibility that that, and probably <laughs> she got screwed over by a dumbass, you know, production choice where she got screwed over by, they knew that this was probably going to happen and they knew that one person at that point in the game was going to get kicked off because they had nothing and it was going to make an amazing episode. But for the people in the game, it was going to be fucking rapeable. So it just bullshits me that, oh, but no, no, because you can't play in production because they wouldn't have expected Ty to get two idols at the same time in the same way. Because, I mean, there was a little bit too much chance that he was going to get swapped or changed to the other team and be able to go and check their well and see if they had it. So that was a fluke in that sense. It was one of those scenarios I feel they knew could happen but didn't probably plan it to happen. So when it happened, they're like, oh, well, it kind of has to go this way. It was kind of like uh, the one that annoyed me was the the more so than that one was uh, Kimmy's vote out on uh, second chances, the way that basically it bordered down to if Keith didn't change his mind. Like, it was just... I don't yeah. like the it way was, they do that sometimes with the yeah. idols. I think it's not fair. Well, but that's, that's what I mean. Different that's, episode. That's, that's the sort of thing where they, they chuck everything in the beginning because obviously they have a plan, but they don't expect it to get to a certain point yeah. or don't expect everything to filter down. And you can imagine them getting to a point going, holy shit, like, fuck, like, if this gets to that point, what do we do? If this gets to that point, crap, have we got a backup plan? Let's think of a backup plan. What can we have? And you can see, like, Jeff writing down all these ideas on this piece of paper and Mark Bennett going, oh, shit, yeah, let's tick those off. And, you know, the one that I can we, like... Yeah, the one that I always think, and I, I don't think this is a very popular one in the fan community, but I think this is one that they should bring back. And that was, remember the classic days when votes against you counted? So, like, uh, what wasn't it... Yeah. Um, Colby yeah. and and Van, of course, yeah. famously, because, yeah. you know, Kimmy allegedly... Like, I don't see why that can't... Because that brings in a different element to the game. You've got to try and also not get votes against you yes. because it's a countback. Yeah. So, I, I think I that's a think classic that's one they should bring back because that brings Absolutely. in a different way of playing, so... I mean, and that's exactly right. And that also saves to the point where if, you know, they got to that point where they were trying to hide past votes. Yeah. So, it wasn't... It was up to the benefit of the whole tribe to um, protect the people they didn't like to save the votes against them and getting the tie broken and then obviously becoming numbers. Where I mean, maybe they view now in this day and age um, that wouldn't be in effect because it, everyone would just go, oh, yeah, that's fine. She's been fucking voted for. How about you just tie the break with because split votes are so prominent too, they're probably thinking, well, because you're yeah. splitting them willy-nilly, it's, you know, you're going to just try here, there, and everywhere, which, I mean, yeah. I can understand, but I think that, I mean, that still just adds an interesting way of, of possibly breaking tiebreakers. I don't know how it would work in an idle situation when people are yeah. immune. Oh, well, but- now, no, it's like, it's now they've just changed it again. So, if there's a tie vote, you don't go to a revote, you go straight to rocks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I mean, that's, that's savage. Mm. Like, that's compl- that's like... That's savage. What do we wait? Twenty three like, seasons without a rock drawer, and now we've had yeah. uh, two in the last what five, six, seven seasons or so. So it's kind of interesting how we went so long, and now it's um, it's kind of there. So yeah, I think actually that that whole um that breaking the rock vote um that no no more ties. Like if you tie, you go to a rock. That's one of the most to me personally one of the most savage moves production have done. Yeah. In ages. Yeah. It's interesting. Good, good good thought process here. Last one here. Granny Survivor, our last one here for you, Craig. 
Uh, I hope... Now, this is actually... this. I will say, this is something that I wasn't aware uh, from your season until only recently. I hope you can give me your take on this. But for a future All-Star season, do you think the producers should have a pre-jury trip? Wouldn't spoilers leak every two days if someone is sent mm. back home to Australia? My granddaughter, granddaughter told me this will be a big problem for the Dears. Now, I only just found out that... Yeah. I think it was maybe from Dez. I know in New Zealand they sent them home after they got voted out. They didn't keep them around. But, yeah, I, I, I would have assumed in your season it was similar to the US where you're out there for the entire length of filming so you don't come home early. But you you came home early, did you not? Yeah, so we didn't... I did. Um, didn't stay out there. Um, very quick shuttle back, pretty much. Which I find interesting because wouldn't yeah. your like loved ones and all that who you've told yeah. and signed the contracts, they yeah. know that you obviously don't win. Yeah, so I, I think there is a, a fault there, in a sense, because yeah. absolutely it, it does hinder the game and hinder the, you know, feedback from coming back, because, you know, in the sense of Des, absolutely. Um, you can't come back and have everyone, unless you lied very well about where you were going initially, um, and you come back and everyone goes, oh, okay, okay mm. um and you what are you going to do like you know start well the us one yeah they're whatever. out there for the entire 39 days Your oh, first absolutely boot, which is fantastic there. like yeah. yeah and even that and i think even in the american one do they um take all the pre-jury yeah the, everybody the before spot, jury they... yeah they get that's i think that's what they call <laughs> losers lodge and then basically the last person voted out before the jury they all get however you know there's 10 of them they all send them on a trip so like with vanuatu for example they send them all to australia um, oh, and yeah. then I think like with game changes, uh, what I think, uh, I mean, that was a very leaked season, uh, particularly due to one cast member of that season who's synonymous with leaking. Uh, but they, I think a lot of problems with that too came from the fact that some of the contestants were sharing photos of them with other contestants, obviously on the pre-jury trip. So you had a picture of like Sandra, you know, with Caleb or something like that. And people are like, well, hang on a minute, when did they get to hang out? Oh, clearly they go before the jury. Because like, yeah. it's like, well, why are they being tagged on Facebook? But yeah, I, I, I found that fascinating. I was shocked enough when I found that out from New Zealand. I'm like, oh, surely that wouldn't be the case yeah. in Australia. But I think that was yeah. Des the other week when he said that, yeah, I came home and my wife went off at me because, you know, she's like, well, why the fuck are you home early? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh. That's pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, it's, it is like that. So, and I think, um, you know, it happens like that and that's something they have to consider. And not even that, whether they, you know, send you all home to the same spot and put you up in an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere and just say, stay there, you know, so yeah. it's cheaper or whatever if it's financial. But, yeah, they need to keep you because it just spoils it. Yeah, CBS have got them now. They've got some extra money in the back pocket of Channel 10. So, yeah, surely exactly. uh, next season they'll be able to splurge. Craig, I'm going to cap this with you now because um, this is obviously... A long chat. We have a lot of fun with you. We had so many li great listener questions. Some of those just absolutely amazing. Um, I have to thank you so much for once again joining us. And uh, look, the requests that we're getting already to get you back on for US, you were always going to be in one of these ones that we get on. And I tell you what, if we can't get Siri, uh, which I'll try very hard because I definitely want to get Siri back on. It's been a while. But uh, I'm sure I can get you on with T-Bird. Uh, obviously, I'm very good uh, friends with T-Bird, and that would be a fun little one to have an Aussie and an American on Wentworth. together. If you could get me on with Wentworth, I've got some You send me your list, and I'll... I'll... Be... I mean, like, look, who else could I get some amazing, goddamn, pre-merge, pre returnee, endgame, goddamn tips from than Wentworth? Mm -hmm. Tell me that. Oh, I, I completely agree. So, look, we'll, we'll, we'll pull some strings, we'll do our best, we'll uh, do that, but Craig... 
Always a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks, we look babe. forward to getting you back here again on the Oz Network. Anytime, Ben. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Lovely long time. It's been a roller coaster with Survivor, some deep shit other than that. <laughs> but it's been fun. And I love you guys. And thank you for the support. Namaste, bitches. And a massive thank you there to Craig for a always fun chat. I mean, it's only the second time we've ever had him on the show, but he definitely feels like he's been on a lot more times, which is a good thing. We love having Craig on. And obviously, the amount of requests we got to have him on, even getting requests to have him on other shows when he's already on the shows. So uh, really appreciate those questions. And in all seriousness, some of those questions were absolutely incredible. So uh, thank you so much for sending them in. And uh, we look forward to getting some more in, of course, over the course of the season. Now, just the one quickly that I touched on there that was for me, Nathan Kay, uh, the question that Nathan posed to me, did you talk to AK after last week's episode and sort out the situation you mentioned after the Kylie interview? Uh, yeah, AK responded. Um, we had a brief conversation. Um, I, I don't really want to disclose what was said. I think that uh, at the end of the day, what's been said has been said. Um, we've exchanged words. Um don't believe AK will ever come on the show. That's his choice. Can't do anything to change that. Um, and on the situation that I mentioned last week, um, I believe I said enough at the time. And I think it's something that it's time to move on from. Uh, probably expressed too much last week. And I don't necessarily want to comment too much on it in the future. Uh, so, there, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, but we will now look forward to more Australian Survivor coverage, of course, moving forward. Uh, next week's recap, we are hoping will be a little bit of a group one. Now, obviously, we've had a few of the season one contestants on in Lance and Katie, and we were in touch with a few of the other season one people. So, we're looking to get possibly three people from season one all on the same episode. So, a sort of a four person group round table chat if that makes sense um and these are three people who were all on the same tribe they were all on the lovable loser tribe of kadena the tribe that lost every single immunity challenge with the exception of one pre-merge and um i'm very much looking forward to to potentially getting them on uh we've Possibly got Deborah, Sylvan, and Karen all lined up. Now, all three of them went in succession. Karen was the only one who made it to the merge. Uh, but I will say for all three of those uh, players that I all think they had their unique aspects for original season one. If you haven't seen season one in a while and don't really remember too much, Deborah, very, very, very strong competitor. She had an ankle injury and therefore it really hampered her game. So Kadena sort of voted her out based purely on the fact that she had an injury. Sylvan was kind of known as the, the author guy who won a car and couldn't drive. Uh, and he had a bit of quirk factor about him. I like Sylvan. And then Karen sort of was the really... They were always going to be picked off Kadena um, between him, Naomi, and Craig sort of going into that merge. And Karen was sadly the first victim there um, to be there. But the only Survivor contestant to ever come from the Northern Territory. Uh, so there's a little bit of a fact for you there. So um, poor old Tasmania here has never been represented on uh, Australian Survivor. Uh, the uh, Northern Territory has and the ACT have. 
and uh, clearly you're going to be able to find a little bit more here from a Northern Territorian. So we are very much looking forward to uh, those three, hopefully all at once. That is the plan right now, and it's almost going to be a bit of a reunion of sorts because uh, I believe Deborah and Sylvan have kept in contact over the years, but I'm not sure if Karen has remained in contact with either of them. So if you're an Australian Survivor fan from the very old days, we're talking Season 1, Channel 9. It does exist, people. It does need to get some credit out there. Uh, we are hoping to have all three of those on, but stay tuned to our social media, as I said you, in the episode with Craig there, because we will update you on who is coming on the show. And we're also um, a little teaser that we sort of planned at the end of last week, as well as kind of in our exit interview with the debt, that uh, we're looking at doing sort of a, a super podcast, getting some of the other Aussie Survivor podcasts to come together and do a bit of a round round table conversation. Something that we're hoping to get done at the end of the week. We're still obviously ironing out the uh, sort of cracks here with that. And uh, stay tuned to our pages because if we do have something like that, we will ask you to send in some questions, just, you know, some gener- generic ones that maybe you want to put to us as um, Australian Survivor podcasters all coming together to have a bit of a round table. So. Stay tuned for that. And we're also planning on doing some bonus episodes in between now and the end of the season. We've only got about a month to go of Australian Survivor. Uh, so we're going to have some bonus episodes maybe midweek after our general recap. We're looking to bring some of the Ozlets back just to have some extra episodes. Obviously, Julian and Linda have been requested. Noah's back now, so we want to get Noah on to talk about it. We've got some uh, ex-Ozlets and Jared and Paul that want to come on and talk about Australian Survivor. So just some bonus filler episodes that we feel we're going to kind of bring in just as some extra content as we get to the pointy end of Australian Survivor. And just two extra bonus ones that I will mention here for Survivor fans in general. Obviously, Season 35, the US one, is only a fortnight away. And in preparation for that, we'll be doing a preview episode for Season 35. We're planning on doing that uh, next week to release next weekend, just a few days before the season itself comes out. And uh, we already have lined up. Uh, Colin's going to join me for that one. And we're going to get everybody's perennial favourite. We mentioned him on this episode, Billy Garcia. Hashtag bring back Billy. We love Billy. And Billy's going to come on and chat uh, with Colin and I and preview uh, Season 35 contestants. We've never actually done a preview episode with a former contestant on the US version. Obviously, we did it with Andrew for this season for the Australian Survivor. But we would do a cast preview assessment episode every season when we were in Survivor Oz days. But we never did it with an actual former contestant. And uh, we actually haven't done a preview episode since Co-Rong. So... Uh, we never did one for Millennials Jet X or we never did one for uh, Game Changers. So it's been a while. So we're looking forward to bringing that aspect back. And as I teased there with Craig, um, anybody who listened to us in the Survivor Oz days, you would remember, as I said, we did a 33-hour series of podcasts where at the time, I think it was 442 contestants. We sat down and literally ranked every single one of them now. We're over 500 now. Now, we're not going to go over every single contestant again. It took us 33 fucking hours before, folks. We're not doing that again. We're essentially going to come together. It's going to be Noah and I at this stage, and we're going to go through the contestants that have played since we did the rankings and rank them where we feel they would fit and also maybe update the returning players. Now, we've worked out a bit of an algorithm how we can do this. Um, we're going to try and involve the original five that did all these rankings as much as possible. Not all of us will be on the episode, but we're going to work out a bit of a way where we can all at least still have a say, and Noah and I will just kind of go through the results. So stay tuned for that. Something that we're looking at recording this week, and we will release uh, before Season 35. Just something a little bit fun. We know long-term listeners of Survivor Oz, it was a often requested thing to do update the list update the list with the new players and we feel that we've come up with a way which we can do it so stay tuned for that and of course as i just said to craig our plan post 
Survivor Australia finishing at the end of October is to rank all four seasons, all the players from all four seasons. And, of course, that is including Channel 9, Season 1, as well as Channel 7, Season 2 slash Celebrity Survivor. So that looking like at the end of the month uh, of October. So stay tuned for that because it's just something a little bit fun we thought we could do as well. Now that we've got about 70-odd Australian Survivor contestants, we thought it would be a little fun experiment to uh, to toy with as well. So there you go. Plenty to come for Survivor fans. Uh, obviously, that is where we're born from, so we're still going to stick to some Survivor content. But we obviously have plenty of other content still to come here on the Oz Network outside of Survivor. Of course, if you're a Nip Tuck fan, you're enjoying our Nip Tuck rewatches. The latest episode of that was posted today. We've got our newest third watch one happening tomorrow on a Wednesday, of course, every Wednesday. And flashback movie month, anniversary flashback movie month, whatever you want to say. We've obviously been a bit delayed in getting the first one out. You would have heard us talk a little bit on our Dark Tower review the other day that we've been about a week delayed. Titanic is our first one. And we're looking at posting that on Friday, celebrating 20 years of Titanic. It's an interesting episode. Uh, I'm a huge Titanic fan. Colin is not. So you can understand how that episode is going to be a bit skew if. But we've also got some other great movies coming up this month in White Men Can't Jump. We've also got Dirty Dancing. God, I'm looking forward to that. And Face Off. And, of course, we're going to lead up soon into our DC month, our Star Wars month. And then, of course, leading into Christmas month because that's generally what December is. So much coming here at the Oz Network. You've got plenty to keep you company. So we obviously hope that you enjoy the content. And the best way to get that content, iTunes, of course, if you want to look us up, just search for the Oz Network. Subscribe, like, give us some feedback, folks. We appreciate any sorts of feedback. So I'm going to rate today's episode about a three. If you feel we deserve a three-star rating, then give us a three-star rating. Um, that's three for me. Craig obviously gets a five. Uh, if you're not an Apple user, Stitcher, of course, for Android users and streamers out there, Spotify, you can Spotify the shit out of us, basically. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're on YouTube as well. Um, just search for the Oz Network. Or you can head to theoznetwork.net, and basically it's all in the one shop right there. It's perfect for you. Thank you so much for sitting through this. We've uh, approached the three-and-a-half-hour mark, I feel. I, I think we've just... Uh, Eclipse the the old Des uh, interview from a few weeks back. Um, so congratulations, Craig. You talk a little bit more than Des. And to everybody who tuned in for this whole episode, we appreciate your company. Craig, once again, thank you for your time. Thank you to all our listeners. Until we next speak again, my name has been Ben. This has been the Oz Network. We'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 